to have your head brought down by me today and because uh, I don't even know where to begin with this horrible story and how sad I am but uh, my dear dear friend Ralph Ralph of course who calls into the show all the time and Ralph who has been at my side for so many years has died and I tell you um, it's going to be difficult for me to get through this eulogy this obituary if you will but uh, I just have been so sad and so angry, and uh, I think this is the toughest part of loving someone when you lose them, and uh, Lord knows I loved Ralph, and the reason, you know, over the years, so many of you who listen to the show, and I know this is a shock to many uh, fans out there who either follow Ralph on Instagram or you know, have just listened to the show and Ralph's been part of the show and Ralph, some people hated him, some people loved him and that's what makes good radio. That's why I always loved when Ralph would call in. But aside from on the air, I've been friends with Ralph. Uh, I'm bad with, with math and I'm bad with years and remembering, but I know when Ralph graduated high school, I was on the radio at WNBC. So I've probably been friends with Ralph for maybe 40 years. Something like that, or 35 years, some some ridiculous number like that. And, he uh, was 58. So he was 58 years met old. Him at the high school age, you know, when he graduated, like 18 or 19. You can subtract it from that. So, I, yes, absolutely. So, I want to say a few words about Ralph because uh, no one would love to have a few words said about him more than Ralph. And um, I don't think I have many people in my life, particularly men, who uh, I'm super, super close with. You know, I'm just, I just don't. And uh, for some reason, I know the reason, uh, Ralph and I uh, really hit it off years ago. And I'd say the main component of my relationship with Ralph is we love to laugh together. We had a very similar sense of humor. And Ralph worked for me. And so we would either be in my home or or on a, on a TV set or a, uh, a movie set or the set of America's Got Talent. Wherever we'd be, I'd be waiting backstage at Letterman. And I always loved to have Ralph around me because we would giggle. My wife said to me last night, you and Ralph have a secret language. And it's true. If you ever walked in the room... And Ralph and I would be talking. Uh, we'd be giggling, and we—I mean, we could make—we uh, would make—we would make noises like uh, you know, ear, or uh, we we fondly called each other douchebag. Douchebag says what? We would talk about various staff members. Um, 
you know, we, we just had, we had a great chemistry and we had a great friendship and Ralph was one of my bros. And in fact, I, I came to think of Ralph as family. Ralph was there, uh, early on in my career in New York and uh, he'd be in my home. There weren't too many people I had over in my home, but Ralph would hang with me. We'd watch television together. And uh, we, we developed a very strong friendship. And I know a lot of people, you say to me, why are you friends with Ralph? Ralph's not um, worthy of your friendship. And I'd say, what are you talking about? Ralph's, Ralph's my friend. I just enjoy him. You can't explain friendship. Uh, there were days we'd call each other on the phone or be together in person and, and spend hours talking as George Takei. Uh, Ralph is the reason I always start the show with Hey Now. Hey Now, Ralph was in love with the Larry Sanders show. And every minute he was Hey Now, Hey Now. And he was doing uh, impressions of Hank and uh, and uh, Gary Shandling. And um, it became so infectious that I so started going Hey Now, Hey Now. And every, every minute, Hey Now, Hey Now, Hey Now, Hey Now. And uh, this is what we did. We And, and somehow we would giggle. And Ralph had been there. I'll tell you another reason I love Ralph so much. He saw things, you know, in my personal life that really were private. And uh, we had many private moments. And never once did he betray me by, you know, talking about me or gossiping about me behind my back. I trusted Ralph. Uh, Ralph never, ever would. I would never hear from someone, oh, Ralph told me. Or this or that or the other thing. He was a dear, dear friend of mine. And being friends with Ralph for me was very challenging at times because I became very angry with Ralph, as I still am. I'm, I'm experiencing great sadness and great anger because Ralph, his kryptonite was he didn't take care of himself. And a lot of that pressure fell on me. A couple of years ago, I had begged Ralph. I said, Ralph, you have to have health insurance. And he was playing a game of Russian roulette. He was not getting himself his uh, health insurance. And I did everything I could to convince him, uh, including, well, I won't go into it. But Ralph did eventually get health insurance, but it became a burden. And I said to him, Ralph, you're burdening me with the responsibility of taking care of you. And I'm I'm and that's not fair as a friend. And so he did get health insurance. But Ralph, uh, you know, I'd say, Ralph, you have to take care of yourself. And what ended up happening was Ralph developed an illness, but I really feel he got involved a little too late because the illness he got was curable and was treatable. But he had some complications of waiting too long, and I got very upset with him. I, 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 this, I was not ready for Ralph to go. I was not expecting Ralph to die. This is just mind-blowing to me. If anything, we used to joke that uh, I said, Ralph, you, you, you know, you're going to be around when I'm gone. Ralph was considerably younger than me. He's 11 years younger than me. I met Ralph when, when Ralph used to call into my radio show. He was in high school. He called in with his mom. That's how long I know this guy. He's younger than I am. I was already on WNBC radio in New York when he discovered my show. And that's how we got to know each other. But um, that was his kryptonite. He wouldn't take care of himself. Uh, he was a tremendously talented guy. When I met Ralph, we had no budget 
and I needed to look like Larry King or something like that or Michael Jackson. And Ralph would make these elaborate prosthetics like in the movies or like Saturday Night Live. And he'd do them for, for zero money. And I said, you are so talented. And, and in fact, over the years, he got offered jobs to apprentice and learn how to become, you know, a, a, a guy who does these kinds of effects. But he didn't want to do it. He just wanted to work for me. He wanted to be my stylist. And so uh, Ralph was uh, my guy. And I have to say so many times, especially when things would just be going haywire in my life, I would call Ralph and Ralph would comfort me. There were times he was a great cheerleader. He would say to me, man, oh, that interview you did, I loved it so much. Or he'd look at one of my paintings. Wow, I can't believe what you're doing. He he was just someone who really loved me. I felt it genuinely he loved me. All the Howard Stern fame bullshit aside, I felt the guy had a genuine affection for me. And, you know, I've detailed over the years all of Ralph's fuck-ups and this and that. But the, the bottom line is Ralph was a trustworthy Dear friend who made me laugh every time I was with him. And, and, and the trust and the uh, admiration we had for each other was genuine. Ralph was over uh, my home in the summer. This past summer, we had a lot of big laughs. He was busting my balls about, I, I don't turn the air conditioning on in the summer. And he was almost ready to pass out <laughs> from the fucking wow. heat in my house. Yeah. Uh, he came over with James, James who worked for John Barbados, and they were helping me get ready for my daughter's wedding. And uh, Ralph had um, designed two suits with uh, James, and Ralph was making. Ralph was so talented; he could sew, he could make shirts, he could do all kinds of things. It was it, the guy was really like a MacGyver, a jack of all trades. He was really that talented. Again, I think he could have done tremendous things with his talent, but. Uh, and I pushed him in a lot of directions to do stuff, but he he just was very content to work for me. And so uh, they were over over the summer. But literally, I spoke with Ralph the night before he died. He was in he was admitted into the hospital, and he was a very in a very um, let's say emotional state. And he told me he was embarrassed that he was emotional in front of me. And I said, Ralph, I'm your friend. I'm your buddy. You go ahead and you you cry because you're in a you're in a tough situation. You've been given a tough diagnosis, but we're going to get through this. Don't worry, man. We're going to get you through this. I've already been in touch with doctors about your medical situation. I had it covered, and it calmed him down. But unfortunately, yesterday morning they had to do a a, a procedure. A very common procedure on him, but uh, his heart gave out. So he, he's he's gone, and uh, I'm going to miss Ralph terribly. And I, it's been a very tough day for me yesterday, and uh, I'm still feeling it. And uh, last night was tough, and Beth wanted to come on the air and say a few words about Ralph. Because I don't want us to be completely maudlin. There's so many funny things about Ralph. But uh, Beth is doing something for his family today, which, God bless her, she's an angel. She's uh, She got up at 4 o'clock this morning and is, is working with his family to make things easy on them for his sister. I couldn't his believe mother. she volunteered to do that. That was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things I have to thank Ralph for, my dear friend, and I'm going to miss you, Ralph. 
I'm the, he's the reason I met Beth. Yeah. He grabbed and, you uh, and dragged you out of the house that night, right? You didn't want to go yes. out. No, he, Ralph was at a party of a mutual friend of ours. And as he said to me, Howard is hot chicks. Hot chicks and lots of good food. <laughs> free food. Ralph loved free food. Uh, the one combination of my, he loved the most. <laughs> you know, there was a team involved. It was me and uh, Tony Coburn, who who did my hair, and uh, Ralph, who did all the uh, costuming, you know, and, and my look for, you know, I know, some look, but Ralph did the best he could with me. <laughs> Nothing fit right. But Ralph, you know, Ralph was great. Ralph was so attentive to me. He would be like, if I went on Letterman, he goes, listen, your, your sock is showing and you can see leg. You can see your leg and it's not a good look. You know, he would he he cared about how I looked on camera. He would go to all my photo shoots with me when I used to be into that kind of thing. Uh, Ralph was with me every step of the way. And the three of us spent a lot of time together, Tony, Ralph and myself. And I had to call Tony last night to break the news to her or yesterday morning. Rather, I, she was one of the first. Uh, people i thought of and she was she's she's hysterical crying right now she loved ralph very much she was very good to him always invited him over to have uh dinner with uh, her family and stuff yeah you know ralph was fiercely um he was adamant about not having a partner he 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 goes you he said to me on my last phone call with him which was the night before he died he said you know what you were right you know how much I love being on my own, he said. But right now, I wish I had someone in my life who could, you know. I said, well, listen, Ralph, you're fortunate that you have me and you're going to have Beth and you got your sister and you got your mother. We're gonna, you're going to get through this. okay?" But he was really profoundly sad that he didn't have a great love in his life. And he felt very alone and and he felt he had made a mistake not putting more effort into attaching himself to someone. But, um, look, you know, when I called Tony, she was like, oh, my God, how can this be? How can Ralph be gone? We all we, we spend so much time together. It's, it, it just doesn't seem it, it, it just seems impossible that he is gone. I called a bunch of people. Of course, I called Robin first, then Tony. Then I called I called John Stamos because Stamos was close with Ralph. I thought he'd want to know. Uh. It was crazy. I didn't believe Ralph was gone. Uh, G Gary called me right after yesterday's show. And he said to me, I got this call from a woman claiming to be Ralph's sister. He goes, I don't know if it's real, but she's saying Ralph died. And my heart sank because in my, you know, Gary didn't know that Ralph was in the hospital. I, I Very few people knew. I told Robin. That was it. And um, so Gary said that. And I said, oh, shit. I said, Gary, hold on. Let me call Ralph's sister. Let me make sure this is legit. And then I started texting Ralph. I go, dude, are you there? And I called him a few times. No answer. I called uh, Lauren, Ralph's sister, and she was hysterical, crying. She loved Ralph very much. And she, she said, no, Howard, it's true. She told me what happened. I said, this is impossible. I have all his medical stuff lined up. I've got, I got, I, I'm sitting here. I got voicemails from him, you know, last night. So it happened this morning. And then I called Gary, and Gary was deeply upset and crying. And everyone's just upset because everyone knew Ralph. And but uh, I, I must say, I'm taking it very hard. It's it's just I just 
I said to you, I'm angry, and this is what happens. I get angry because I wanted him to take better care of himself. And he just, he's so stubborn. He wouldn't listen to me. Well, I'm angry that he didn't tell us sooner that he had Mm. a really big problem. Yeah. And he didn't get diagnosed until uh, he brought me into it. When he got diagnosed, then again, I have to thank my buddy, Dr. Regis, who was helping me every step of the way with Ralph. I, I, I said, Dr. Regis, please help me because my friend's in deep trouble. Um, Ralph had like a rare lymphoma, which was, you know, but but again, curable and treatable. It just, he, he got on it probably too late. And that's a, that's a good warning to everybody. But, um, you know, look, I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, with me, if I'm ever sick, you'll know it. I'll complain to everyone. That's why I oh, didn't understand you're Ralph. you're not sick and you complain about sickness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing wrong with me, and I'm pretty sure I'm dying. <laughs> You're like, I think this is it. Ralph and I had a little problem. Ralph and I uh, lovingly called each other douchebag. Even when he was in the hospital, I go, douchebag who's sick said what? <laughs> like, we were we were having fun joking, and Beth goes, why are you guys joking? I, I said, because the guy needs a little levity. But uh, Ralph loved uh, Apple computers. He loved uh, movies. He, you know, he loved watching football. I just feel bad. He's not going to get to do that anymore. He loved going on his Instagram account and being an expert. And uh, one thing he did love is this show. Uh, Yeah, as I was saying, so the reason I met my wife is because of Ralph. I've told this story on the uh, air. It's um, he he made me go to this dinner party and he was sitting next to Beth when I got there and I was in no mood to be there. But he 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 really had to convince me to come out. I, I, you know, I was a divorced guy at a tough day, uh, family stuff. And but he 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 made it sound so appetizing. I went there and I just had the best night of my life. I met the person I love in this world the most, Beth. And, uh, you know, Ralph talked about it on one of these shows that we did. I couldn't come up with a girl better for Howard than Beth. Like, as a good friend of his and knowing him for the years that I've known him and what he likes and what kind of person is good with him, I I couldn't make somebody better than Beth. It's like that weird science movie where you just throw everything into the thing and, you know, and then you get a Beth. I mean, she's tall. She's beautiful. You know, she's right, right up the street from him. She doesn't rattle on like some of these annoying girls. You know, she's she's great. The thing I remember about that Beth and Howard meeting at Mercer Kitchen the most is that uh, that I was responsible for that. And if it wasn't for me, Howard would have never found the love of his life. And uh, and he'll owe me forever. And so will she. And I'll never let them forget it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And, and by the way, I never did forget it. I was like, wow, Ralph, thank you for doing that for me because uh, I was in pretty bad shape. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I was a bitter guy. And uh, Ralph, Ralph insisted I be there. And I'll tell you, you know, uh, Beth wishes she could be part of this tribute to Ralph because mm-hmm. uh, she and, and, and by the way, yes, Sal and Richard will blow each other today in honor of Ralph because Ralph would have loved oh, it. Is that still going to happen? I want still going to happen. Called off. No, no, no. I'm not calling that off, Robin, because Ralph would have loved it. Ralph, you know, <laughs> Ralph would be like, get on with the show. Ralph Absolutely. loved this show. Oftentimes, um, Ralph would call when something crazy was going on. I said, I got to be there. Let me come to the studio. I want to see it. <laughs> I got to tell you a funny story. So Beth and I were taking a, a walk. This was over the summer. And we started talking about the night we met. And we were like arguing. Like I, I go, no, I remember it this way. I, like both of us don't remember a lot of the details. And all of a, t- a sudden, 
I said to Beth, you know who really was there, who who saw it all go down is Ralph. Let's call Ralph. And he could remind us of what it was like the night we met. Because we have no, you know, we have no recollection of it. We He's our tape recorder. He's our witness to the love that was created that night. And we got very excited and we texted Ralph. And Ralph, I go, Ralph. Beth and I are having an argument about what the, the night looked like, the night we met. We can't remember the details. He goes, call me. I remember everything, <laughs> every detail. So we were excited. And we call Ralph and we get him on the speakerphone as we're walking. We go, Ralph, what do you remember? He goes, oh, I remember uh, you guys. And then we went to the club. He goes, we, we had dinner and then we went to the club. And I go, well, well, I mean, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but well, what boy, happened? <laughs> now, this is why Ralph was great. You know, you'd think like anyone who was devious would be taking notes on me and, you know, planning his book on, on uh, what a piece of, sh- you know, like, well, the shitty wild things I did or whatever, crazy things. But no, he he literally remembered less about the night than we did. He, li- and, uh, he remembered the travel. You know, we went yeah. to the dinner. We went well, to the yeah. club. He remembered the travel and he remembered what he ate. And he remembered that uh, he was pissed off that uh, I I took Beth away from him somehow. That's right. I remember uh, him saying that. Yeah, and he remembered the free food and the free drinks. And <laughs> and and you know, and I was just like, that's typical Ralph. I call me. I remember everything. <laughs> Not anything about me or Beth, but about himself. He remembered everything. It was just so fucking funny. Um, uh. A couple of uh, quick memories of of Ralph. We won't spend the. Maybe I'll open up the phones. And I mean, I know there are plenty of people who'd like to say a word about Ralph. Even um, I, when I called Stamos, he said, uh, "Call me. I want to say a few words about about Ralph," uh, because uh, Stamos got to meet Ralph through me, and uh, they became quite good friends. And Ralph was even at uh, John's uh, wedding to Rebecca all those years ago, and uh, you know. But just little stupid memories. Ralph turned me on to the band, The Cult, that I came to love. I had never, never heard of The Cult. And Ralph turned me on to a lot of music. And he, and he you know, it, it, it sounds like a small thing, but Ralph shared a lot of things that I ended up loving, particularly Hey Now. I, I, I brought Ralph with me to California when I did the Larry Sanders show. He was besides, beside himself. Ralph was the kind of guy who knew how to hang. And this is what people didn't understand about our relationship. I bring Ralph to some parties. I bring Ralph to, uh, you know, I, I bring Ralph to the Letterman show. I bring, you know, to all these different places. And uh, America's got talent. And, you know, of course, I had a lecture him and say, Ralph, you represent me. You're going to have to tone it down a little bit because he was, he was very Ralph. But it was very comforting to have him there. Like, I know uh, Ralph loved Heidi Klum. And he met, you know, he hung with Heidi Klum backstage in America's Got Talent. He ended up going every year to that Halloween party of hers, which he was, he was in. I was like, Ralph, why would you go to a Halloween party? Go, oh, I love to dress up. I love Halloween. I love uh, making costumes and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, how could you even ask him? That's how you met him. He was always dressing up. But Ralph turned me on to a lot of stuff, and I turned him on to a lot of experiences. And, uh, in fact, we're doing a Howard 101 special with the cult that's going to air next month. And, uh, again, that came about because of Ralph. I, um, Ralph and I had dinner together so many times. I called my agent, Don, to tell him about Ralph. And uh, right away, Don uh, was like, oh, my God, we went to dinner so many, many times. And he, he, he all his memories came back. Ralph and I spent a lot of time in strip clubs. 
Uh, I throw a Christmas party every year. Remember Ralph by the, the sushi bar? I mean, Ralph was in heaven with that sushi bar. We'd go running together and Ralph would run backwards because I was so fucking slow. He goes, look oh at, he goes, he says, you, you are running. He goes, look <laughs> at you. He goes, I'm running backwards and I'm going faster than you. <laughs> I thought oh I was a runner because I'd run six miles a day. I thought I was pretty quick, but I don't know. I brought him to Atlantic City, and he didn't even play cards. He just stayed in a, a bathtub the whole day and, yeah, and bathed. Yeah, you'd have those gambling parties, and Ralph, they'd always be in a hotel somewhere, and Ralph was always in the bathtub. Everybody else was around the table gambling and losing money. So I told you, the, well, first of all, when we were on WNBC, Ralph used to call into our show. He called in, uh, his mother was listening, too. Now don't He was in high school. And this is his first call, 1985. We were on the air. Howard, can you play the new uh, Connie Francis Christmas song? You want to hear it again? Yeah, my mother didn't hear it. She loves Connie Francis. Was she listening now? Right. Yeah. You want to talk to her? Yeah, sure. Hold on. Howard Stern. Who is this? Hi, how are you, darling? This is Howard Stern? Yeah. What did my son say, that I like Connie Francis? Yeah, do you like Connie Francis? Oh, God, no. She's not a singer. She's not an entertainer. <laughs> oh, you don't like her? No, not at all. Oh, I thought you wanted to hear the Christmas song. I thought you I had got rid of her. I thought she had something to say. Let me speak to your mother. I don't want to speak to you, you dopey kid. I'm not a dopey kid, man. Get your mother back on. Listen, yes, I was on David are. Letterman, too. How do they start one topic and then go to another topic? I'll never understand that. That's amazing, isn't it? But that wasn't the start of our friendship. Ralph would call in, but uh, I didn't really know Ralph until... Uh, we did a New Year's Eve show at the uh, what they used to call the Felt Forum at Madison Square Garden, and I needed a guy to make me a giant penis puppet that I could talk to. And Ralph <laughs> made it. it. It didn't work that night. I was on stage. It completely flopped, but it was it was horrible. But uh, nevertheless, we knew Ralph. And then I was like, I'm never working with that guy again. The penis puppet didn't work. And he, he said, no, it didn't work because you didn't work it right or something like that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, but then we got the Channel 9 show and he got in touch with the, the producer, Dan Foreman, our executive producer. And, uh, Dan hired him. He said, there's some kid out there who wants to do all the makeup and stuff for our show for free. I go, well, the price is right. Dan I go, who says, is it? You're signed up. You're, Dan says, you, you're our guy. <laughs> I show up and I see the guy who made the, the shitty penis puppet <laughs> and it's Ralph. And, he, and, and, and I was like, this guy, you can't hire him. And, and Dan goes, no, he's, he's good. He's going to make, do, um, make you look like Larry King this week. And I said, okay. And, uh, and then that was the beginning of our friendship. I remember I'm, I'm sitting there on the Channel 9 show. He goes, listen, I hope I'm not out of line. He probably wasn't even that kind. He goes, listen, you, you don't look that good on air. Like, maybe you should grow your hair out a little bit, or maybe your clothes are a little tight, and you could do this, and you don't wear short sleeves. He started to critique my look, and rather than get offended, I said, you know, he looks kind of cool. I'll tell you what, I'll work with this guy. I said, okay, work with me. And so he became, he, he started cutting my hair. He started uh, doing makeup for me. He was, do, he was a jack of all trades. Eventually, I got Tony to do my hair, but, uh, you know, uh, he kind of, I was his Barbie doll, and he started to work on me. And then one day, we're sitting in a dressing room, he says, I got to make a mold of your head. And I'm looking at this kid with the big berry on his face, and I'm like, I'm not going to let him slather me. They, he says, you're going to have to put straws in your nose and in your mouth so you can breathe. And I go, he's going to kill me. And we argued for a long time before I let him take a mold of my face. But 
That's how we became friends. And then he worked with us on Channel 9 and all subsequent things. And then, you know, every, everywhere, you know, he was with me everywhere we went. If you saw me, you saw Ralph. I called, uh, I called my daughter last night, Emily, and I called yeah, I all my daughters. That. I said you had to tell them because they knew Ralph. Oh, yeah. Emily was like, oh, no, I love Ralph. I go, yeah, I know. She, she said, I remember you two guys just running around the house together laughing, and I thought it was so great. She had so many, she had so many rep memories of, uh, of Ralph. And the kids were upset too. So. Yeah, I thought about it because Tony said, I talked to Tony later, and she said, Yeah, I had to tell my sons because, you know, Ralph would come to dinner at her house and stuff. She had to inform them that he had died. Yeah, there was something Emily said to me. I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah. Anyway, I can't think of it. There was a lot of good times on the show with Ralph, of course. Uh, a lot of controversy whether Ralph was gay or not. We gave him a a gay lie detector test. Ed Torian uh, came on and <laughs> Ralph submitted to a test. Great thing about Ralph is he's never offended. He didn't care. He didn't care what yeah, you thought. Whether he passed the test or not, he was not bothered by by the result. Oh, I remember what my daughter said to me last night now that I'm thinking about it. She goes, I remember you and Ralph standing in the driveway. You had a pair of boots that you both decided looked too new. So you guys took your Jeep and you and Ralph were running over your shoes in the driveway to give him a scuffed up look. Ralph and I had this plan where we would take. So we took my boots that I just bought. Ralph ran the, my Jeep over the boots while I held them. The the entire top of the boots ripped right off. That was it. That was the end of the boots. <laughs> the boots fell apart. <laughs> and the boots the boots completely fell apart. <laughs> I was so pissed. Well, they look uh, worn now. <laughs> yeah. Ralph and I started rollerblading. Ralph was a big rollerblader. He stopped when I I think he got hit by a car in Manhattan. Everyone oh who rollerblades goodness. in Manhattan, yeah. That's when he stopped. But but people were dying all the time rollerblading. But he got me into rollerblade. I took I took a hill once. I went flat on my back and I went what? like Ralph has nothing to lose. What am I doing? I'm I about to start. Rollerbladed all over Manhattan, Howard. I'm and about I never got hurt. I'm about <laughs> to start a major motion picture for Paramount <laughs> Pictures, and I'm b busy falling You're on my head. You're scraping the skin off your if, back. <laughs> if I break a bone in my arm or my leg, I'm gonna fucking you know I'm gonna blow this whole deal. So, uh, but anyway, you know, it was all crazy. Yeah. And then um, Emily also said she remembers us standing in the house when Beavis and Butthead were popular, just doing that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys did that all the time. Another uh, another uh, thought I had about Ralph is uh, he loved Eric the actor. That was his favorite on oh, the show. Loved Eric yeah. the actor. And uh, one time I said to Ralph, Ralph, you, you need to develop a skill. You, you can't just work for me the rest of your life. He goes, yes, I can. I go, well, maybe. So I said, what about working like in a store, like a high-end um, cosmetic store? You know so much about makeup and stuff. He looked at me like I was, he goes, I can't work in a store. I go, why not? He goes, too many people will recognize me. I go, what? <laughs> now you're famous? <laughs> it's crazy. 
Anyway, yeah, here's Ed Torian giving Ralph a lie detector about his sexuality. Do you ever look at a man and wonder if he's a good kisser? Uh, no. No? Okay. Wash it. Have you ever kissed a man with your open mouth? Have you ever kissed a man with your open mouth? <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you be able to touch a man's naked buttocks and not get excited? <laughs> Would you touch a man's naked buttocks? And not get excited. And not get excited. Yes. Have you ever had anything larger than an enema tube inserted in your anal cavity? <laughs> Have you ever had anything larger than an, than an enema tube? An enema tube. Inserted in your anal cavity. Inserted in your anal cavity. How big is an enema tube? All right, forget that question. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> Some of the most fun I've had with Ralph is we, when Ralph would be, uh, we'd be going through my closet. He'd be picking out clothing for me, this, that, the other thing. And he'll say, All right, take. And then he would just put on, you go, all right, take your pants off now. And I go, mm. And I don't know, we would just laugh. It's just so stupid. And it's killing me. I'll never hear that again. I go, it was the same dumb conversation. I go, oh, I'm taking my pants off now and you'll benefit oh so much. And he goes, oh, you know, it was just <laughs> stupid. I'm standing there in my underwear and he's like, oh, <laughs> my gross body. It's hard to explain how dumb. Both of us were with our sense of humor and we can make each other laugh. But I never have ever laughed harder than when I'm with Ralph. Uh, so. Uh, I, I just can't believe it. I, I just feel awful. Um, here's Ralph uh, getting his gay lie detector test results from Ed Torrey. Well, the needle went up and uh, he really uh, showed really these signs of deception. It was yeah. Okay, now. Hold it. Hold it. What? Because some of you bet he was a bisexual. Right. Well, I bet he was gay. Oh, wait. Now, what happened to that one? Well, he failed that one, too. He did. <laughs> yeah. Douchebag, you're gay. I'm not. And when, I'm you, not. when I said, what about I'll stuff like, are you, have you ever had sex with a man? Well, the, the worst one of all was, uh, you asked me about Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. What was the what was the what was the Brad Pitt? The bright Brad side, Pitt. Ralph. You made a few bucks. But the Brad Pitt one. Oh off my the scale, god! Right? Off the scale. What was the question? I said, are you attracted to Brad Pitt? You're off the scale. No, I think he's attractive. I'm not attracted to him. You don't even know it. I'm Everyone's not. telling me yeah. you don't know it. Yeah. Me and you, the only two that don't know. Yeah. It. Five questions before that were are you attracted to? Hey. Are you attracted I'm to? I'm telling you, I would admit it. Well, that's how you outed people in the '90s. You got a lie detector expert in, and you. That's it. Now, he loved it. He thought it was great that everyone speculated on his sexuality. Um, Ralph had a sensitive side, too. Ralph called in crying because uh, Bob Saget had died. And evidently, Bob Saget was very good to Ralph. Bob's sister died of this horrible disease, scleroderma, which nobody knows like anything about. It's very. It's a very rare disease. Very rare. Bob hooks my sister up with the premier guy at Johns Hopkins. and mm. Wow. I didn't know that. You never told me that. Wait a minute. He's breaking up. He's upset. Ralphie. Well, I don't want you talking over it. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm a, <clears throat> sorry. Sorry. Talk about what I do for you. <laughs> there you go. See, that Thank doesn't you. make him cry. Uh, <laughs> he hooked her. He hooked her up with the, this guy at John's. My sister's a mess, you know, because right. he he saved her life. Yeah, he was uh, very grateful to Bob Saget. Anyway, I see a lot of people want to call in and say a farewell to Ralphie Boy. 
uh, my my dear friend. In many ways, I must tell you, I don't think there's anybody who really uh, really knew me better than Ralph. He really, he really, and he was a loyal friend. He truly was. So I'm, I'm very, very sad today. Yes, Michelle, I'll take a couple of calls. Maybe some of the staff members would like to give their memory, and maybe I'll even call Stamos. He he might have something yeah, to say. Yeah, he, he might have something to say. Michelle? Oh, my God, I'm on the air. Am I on the air? Yes. I want to say, Howard, um, I remember watching. First of all, thank you for taking my call. You're my hero, and I'm speaking with a living legend, and I can't believe it. But good eulogy, really. Um I can't believe Ralph was done either. When I first started, I'm an English teacher, and I also went to Boston University, but I commute two hours a day. And I was um, starting to listen to the show about 10 years ago when I started working in this school. And I got fascinated with Ralph because I saw him on uh, YouTube. I looked him up because I heard it. And the, the, the episode of uh, Who Knows Howard Best with your parents and Ralph and Beth and you, obviously, and you called him your best friend. I can't believe I'm talking to you. Uh, and uh, he, I just, I, I just started Googling him and he was fascinating to me. You know, he looked a little bit like you, but much more scrawny. And, um, I well, that's something I was going to, that's something I was going to bring up. R- Ralph. Really? Yeah. Ralph looked so, uh, people used to say, I didn't see it. I thought Ralph was uh, way better looking than me. And, uh, no. people, people <laughs> used to, but my, my, my wife didn't think so. She, I go, Ralph's better looking yeah. than me. She goes, first of all, he's trying to look like you. I said, well, I'm either trying to look like him or he's trying to look like me because <laughs> it, was hard to tell. Like it was hard to tell. But, but in, in any <laughs> case, sure. the funny yeah. thing is when the day I got, um, there was a day that I got married to, to Beth and this, uh, the pop, there was a couple of paparazzi guys who were like kind of standing in front of the building and we were trying to keep it on the down low. And uh, Ralph said, hey, Ralph was all dressed up. He ran out of my apartment and um, they thought he was me and they followed him. And so it was it was it was funny to me. Oh God, but he's so small. Isn't he short? Wasn't he short? No, no he was he tall. Was tall. Not he tall was. like me. Yeah, he was about six. Yeah, you're really two, tall, I'd say. So. Yeah, he was pretty yeah. tall. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. See, I got the impression he was shorter. That's why. I'm sorry. All right. Oh, anyway, I got to go, Michelle, but thank, thank you. you for reminding thank me you. of that. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, here's another Michelle from Indiana. Go ahead. Wants to say a word about Ralph. Hey, now. Um, thanks uh, for taking my call as well, Howard. I'm in shock. I... Um, I have been such a long time, like de- devoted fan of the show, and how ha- and Ralph just had such a presence on the show. I was fortunate enough um, a few months ago. I um, a dream came true, and I got on, and I had a, a somewhat of a long call with you, and and Ralph joined the call, and he was typical Ralph. Um, he was funny and sarcastic and he told me that I annoyed him and it was the best. Yeah. It was Ralph was very, very upfront about his opinions. I remember we once had Ralph as a judge on the prettiest penis contest and, uh, he let it fly. You said the head is your best feature. That's your worst feature. It's out of proportion. Like he's got this giant thick 
dick and then like a <laughs> tiny little head. The discoloration on the head is, I'm not a big fan of that. This is the oddest looking penis I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like a basketball sitting on a pencil. It's ridiculous. It looks like a warped mushroom or something. Uh, I'm also contributing a big fat zero. Oh, big zero. No. Oh. Gonzo in California, how are you? Hey, Howard, I'm okay. I just wanted to give my condolences to you um, and say uh, we all love Ralph. I feel like uh, kind of like we lost like an uncle or something today because um, I love Ralph. And my favorite part of um, when you'd have me on was having Ralph uh, come on and shit on me. Um, that was always um, a big compliment. So, um, But also I wanted to ask you, too, um, do you think well, Ralph is... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you oh, think Ralph what? If you also thought that Ralph was the best uh, caller, because I, I feel like him and King of All Blacks are probably the, the two best uh, callers. You know what, Gonzo? The reason I always, people say, why do you put Ralph right through on the air? Because number one, uh, here's, here's something. Sometimes Ralph and I would uh, be talking in private. And, uh, like, uh, I don't know, Ralph, like, can you believe that she's a hot chick and she showed up in a paper bag? I mean, what, 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 like, why didn't she, I go, why don't you call in and say that? You know, like I, like <laughs> Ralph would, a lot of times I liked when he would call in and say it, uh, cause it was funny. And, uh, yes, I do believe Ralph was the greatest caller ever. I would say I picked up on Ralph more than, than anyone because I knew Ralph would be good. Uh, not necessarily popular. But I knew he would say what was yeah. on his mind. Ralph was an excellent, excellent caller, and he knew how to get right to the point, and he knew how to hang on the phone. He knew when to back up and and, and back off and, and let me talk. Uh, you know, he he was he was excellent. You know, back in the day, even on Howard One Hundred, I uh, or Howard One Hundred One, one of them, I gave him a show, and yeah, uh, he called time. it Geek Time. Yeah, Geek Time, because he was always good at. Yeah being honest and he would tell me about movies and things and i thought he was interesting that way yeah yeah ralph was a great caller and he would be so happy now hearing me say he was the best caller because he was <laughs> and i'm gonna miss those yeah. calls i really am gonna miss those calls uh on this show because i just love when ralph called in he had an unusual point of view uh, and a comedic uh if that's the word a point of view it yeah, was it really was an honor. Like when he called in on one of my calls for the first time, and he was like shitting on me and making fun of me. It was uh, I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was such yeah. an honor because I'd heard him do it for like you know twenty years, and then he was doing it to me. So it was uh, you know he'll definitely be a uh, condolences <laughs> to all you guys. I, it really was. Yeah, I love. I'll tell you something crazy. So my last conversation with Ralph was the night right right before he died. The night before he died. This was uh, mm, Sunday night, and we were planning what hospital he was going to go to and what treatment and all that no it was monday night or you're no talking it was about sunday, sunday night, night two days before he did yeah it. sunday okay. night and uh no robin you're right it was monday night we spoke monday okay. night because he died tuesday morning it was yeah. it was the night before he died which was why it was such a shock to me because i wasn't expecting it he was having trouble talking but i didn't know he was going to die no one knew he was going to die the doctor didn't know he was going to die so uh we're talking talking and he says to me, I know why, I know how I got this, this rare lymphoma. I go, I go, what, what do you think? He goes, right after 9-11, I ran down there to volunteer. I was there every day. And I explained to him that, yes, a lot of people did get cancer from being exposed. He didn't wear a mask. No one knew to wear a mask or anything. So he was down there. But I didn't know he had volunteered to help out down there. 
And I said, Ralph, I didn't know you did that. I said, but quite frankly, I know a lot of first responders and they did have cancers and things, but you're probably outside the window of that. And then he said, yeah, I probably got it because I didn't take good care of myself. I did a lot of shit, you know. But I was surprised to know that Ralph ran down there to help out. Yeah, he never said no. that to anybody, no. I don't think. He never told us he volunteered. By the way, he never told me he was on Letterman. I, I didn't know that. He, he played said a- that. And I was yeah. like, when was he on Letterman? I went and found the tape. Ralph was on Letterman. Evidently, before I even met him, Ralph went down to watch the Letterman show. They chose him from the audience to, to like, ask Larry Bud Melman a question during a segment. And uh, here it is. Here's the tape. Do you, uh, apparently, you have the next question. Uh, what is your name, sir? Ralph Sorella. Where are you from, Ralph? Mendham, New Jersey. What do you do for a living? Uh, I work in an office. What kind of office? <laughs> Where they do office work. Oh, one of those offices. Yeah. Uh, and uh, your question, sir? I'd like to know what the best investments for the 80s are. Oh, good question. Best investments for the 80s. Yeah, he was part of a bit from 1985. Uh, there you go. Uh, you know, history could have been very different. If he had piled up to Letterman, Letterman would have looked like me. Would more running around with it. There you go. Letterman would have yeah, had the right. long hair and... <laughs> Letterman knew not to become friends with Ralph. I, I somehow became friends with him. Uh, Grace, you're on the air in Massachusetts. Hi, Howard. Good morning. Good morning. I I just left work. I'm a nurse. And I, I'm a little blown away right now. I, I just really wanted to call and say how sorry I am to everybody there, especially you. Thank you. I, I, I You must. I, I don't know how you're doing it right now, but my heart is with you, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you. Rather you're on the air. To many, many people here. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll open that up in a second, Rob. But let's hear from Heather, and then we'll get over to that. Hi, Howard. I just want to, first of all, it's so sad to hear about this. Um, but I wanted to know on Monday night when you talked to him, I know you always believed he was straight, but did he ever come out to you? Look. Um, I knew a lot about Ralph's real life. And, uh, as I said, Ralph knew everything about my real life. He really did. Um, I have confided in Ralph many times as a friend because I knew I could trust him and he did the same with me. And yes, I do know, you know, I know what Ralph was about sexually and other things too. Uh, and that'll, you know. That'll always go to the grave with me. Straight, right. gay, bi, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But uh, that's. And what difference does it make? It, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference to me. And, I, and, I, and I've and i always told him, it does. I said, Ralph, it doesn't make a difference to me. You're my friend. I don't give two yeah. shits what you are. <laughs> yeah. I said, I don't care if you're blowing someone or, or fucking a woman, whatever it is you're up to. It doesn't matter. But right. yeah, I knew I knew the real Ralph. Sure. Of course right. I did. Yep. Hey, uh. Chris, Chris Wilding got close to Ralph. Chris didn't know him that long, not like all the years I did, but you got quite close to him. And I'm sure Gary wants to say something. Maybe Jason. Chris, what do you think? I want to say something. Uh, please, Robin. I know that Ralph was a true friend of mine because there was one time I was dating this guy and Ralph knew the guy and he did, he was against it from the very beginning. And then when we broke up, Ralph called me that evening and I picked up the phone and said, Hey, Ralph. And he was, he just said, fuck that guy. 
And yes. then he, <laughs> he was just like, you don't spend a second feeling bad about this, you know, and he was just that By the way, guy. Didn't that make you feel great? Oh, my God. When he I did was that? laughing. Yeah. I was immediately see, laughing because it was so amazing. That's what tell you see that is an excellent story because that's exactly what I loved about Ralph, too. There were times in my career where like some shitty thing was going on and he'd be like, fuck that. Those fucking guys are idiots. And that guy's yeah. an idiot. There certain people even that I, that he knew I was working with professionally that were really bugging the fuck out of him. He'd go, fuck him. You know, like Ralph, let's put it this way. The same thing you and I do. We're on each other's team. You know what That's I mean? That's right. Ralph yeah. was team Robin. That's exactly yeah. how I felt about it. How you doing, Chris? You you Chris is a new staff member, but you quickly became uh, close with Ralph, and then I guess you had a falling out a little bit. Not, yeah. you know, you guys had a falling out every other week. I guess I know, but I'm very regretful about the last one. Right. You know, and That's I wish good. I wish I could have. I didn't know he was sick. Well, no one really knew he was yeah. sick. I only began helping him with his treatment. And he didn't even know. He he thought he had COVID. He go. I went to the doctor and COVID. And I go, dude, you don't have COVID. We we've established that something else is going on. But he waited and waited. When he got his results, I knew about it about two weeks ago, uh, literally. And that's when I sprung into action. So, you know, he didn't know he had this. Yeah. The sad part is he had something rare, but it was treatable and curable. But anyway. Anything else you want to say? or are Well, you done? I just want to say that, you know, to Robin's point, he he really was a great friend. I mean, you know, I, I wrote in the notes that Ralph was the only guy that would get angrier about a problem than you were. And it always made you feel better because no right. matter how angry you were about something, Ralph would just spring into action and be angrier than you were. So angry sometimes you'd be like, hey, calm down. It's all good. But it was great to have someone like that on your side. I knew you got a genuine kick out of him. I remember oh, yeah. we were at the Christmas party and Ralph was there and and, and Ralph was being completely insane that night. I think I he was drinking. It. I think he was <laughs> drinking too much. And you were the one standing there giggling. I mean, you just thought it was the greatest, uh, you know. You, you totally. loved him. Well, I, that's how we met. I mean, I, Jason threw a what he called a wine and weed party. So everyone was high and drunk and we were laughing so hard over stupidities. We were on the floor <laughs> laughing to the point where all the other high people were like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Right. You know? And go ahead, Jason. I was going to say they bonded so quickly. I walked into my living room at one point and what was that noise you were doing from Silence of the Lambs? So, yeah, we bonded I mean, over the dumbest shit. Silence of right. the Lambs. And there's a, <laughs> there's a character in Silence of the Lambs who like locks up fat women and skins them. I mean, it's sick stuff. <laughs> right. But there was this line from the movie that Ralph and I just bonded over where he's being interviewed by some FBI agent and they're talking about this woman he's abducted and Buffalo Bill says... Uh, is she a big old fat person? And I can't explain to you. I can't explain to you how it yeah. overtook us and just became right. something. He called me. Uh, oh, she's about a size fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Ralph was really good at memorizing uh, movie scenes and stuff. And uh, he'd call me up and do stuff from either the Larry Sanders show or I mean George Takei. We would do him for hours. Oh, Eric, yeah. the actor, he would just he would go. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Um, 
Oh my God! I mean, Ralph. Ralph was a funny fucking guy. He just and, was funny. And, you and, know, my favorite thing was when I'd go on these dates, or I'd go on a bad date. It was almost worth going on a bad date just to tell Ralph about it after, because he, he loved fuck, it. oh, he loved it. And if I, I again, if I'd say something was gross or weird, he'd he'd go, Oh my God, that's crazy! Why would you allow that to happen? <laughs> you know that laugh of Ralph's. Yeah. I mean, he really was. We would talk for hours and hours and hours into the night and then sometimes we'd hang up and he'd call me back with some other thought he'd forgotten i mean it got to the point where i think we stopped calling each other because we just knew what a what a time crunch it was but yeah. you know it was just really we we were friends we fought it was almost cyclical then we'd get back together um and it was it, I, i'm gonna even miss fighting with him so i was going through all my texts from ralph last night uh it was really sad because I had a bunch of voicemails I hadn't even listened to. He sent sent them to me the night he died, the night before he died, and uh, I was going through them all because I was in a mad rush to get a medical treatment. And uh, uh, I'm 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 going I'm just flipping through all the different texts, and each one was funnier than the yeah. next. And then all of a sudden, I come up on a picture. It's a picture of you. Sitting there with, I don't know, some dumb mixed drink like a martini. <laughs> and you sitting there with the biggest, dumbest smile. He had to show me that he was out to dinner with you. Sure. <laughs> and he was like, well, it was just weird. It one was, of, it was just, one yeah. of my favorite Ralph stories ever. And forgive the language, but you have to do it to do it justice. We, we went out to some restaurant and it was always a debate going out to a restaurant because he never wanted to go where I wanted to go. And, you know, he hated Jersey City was gentrifying and he thought everything was this hip, you know, hipster bullshit. So we settle on a restaurant and we go great restaurant. And it was Pride Month. It was June. And we right. sit down and, you know, he always had a back and forth with the waitress. He thought, you know, he thought he was charming. And, uh, the it waitress. was annoying. I mean, because he would say to a waitress, like, go, excuse me, um, do you have any salt? Uh, do you have any extra ice? Do you have a, a, cu a separate cup with yeah. extra ice? He I would, mean, he would want a cup with ice and then he'd want it, he'd lemon. want the lemon on the side, but he wanted to That's control right. the amount of lemon in the water with the ice. Yeah. That's well, okay. I would take him and to the dinner ice and he would be a special way. I would take him to dinner and he would be busting the waitress's balls and say, I go, Ralph, please just fucking stick to the menu. Just, you know, don't, he goes, what are you talking about? It's a restaurant. I want it, I want it the way I want it. I go, listen, it's just, I, I just want it to go smoothly. Okay. Calm down. <laughs> it here. never it's went a free smoothly. meal for you. I yeah. would prepare myself when I was going to a restaurant with Ralph because I knew, I said, Robin, get ready because this is going to happen. Ralph is not going to be able to make a decision. He's going to spend a half hour on the menu, yeah, and then well, he's going to ask for substitutions on everything he orders. Well, I'm convinced he never ate unless he was with us. So, like, he had to really tank up. He'd come to my house. I swear to God, this guy would come to my house. And, uh, of course, when he'd come to my house to work, sometimes he'd be coming to work. It was my responsibility to get him there somehow. Somehow he's like, he goes, how am I going to, how am I going to get to your house? I go, dude, that's not my problem. Next thing I know, I'm checking train schedules and oh, stuff. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick him up at the train and I'm sitting there waiting for the train. Then, um, one time he's over 
and I go, Ralph, the train is going to be here in 15 minutes. And I don't live that close to the train station. He goes, just, just please, please wait a second. Wait a second. Next thing I know, he's in my refrigerator preparing a sandwich. And I'm like, well, well what the fuck are you doing? He goes, well, I'm just going to get hungry on the train. But, but dude, it's 15 minutes from now. And then if, 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 if we don't make it to the train, it's going to be another two hours. He goes, well, I'll wait. It's okay. I go, no, you won't. I mean, somehow he became, he was like, my daughter said he was like my younger brother, but I think he was like my youngest son. I mean, I had to constantly take care of him, but somehow he, I don't know, he suckered me into it. It was crazy. Just well, crazy. it was everybody's job. Whenever he yeah. wanted to, we wanted to get together, it became, how do I meet up with you? Yeah. And I'm, unless it was Manhattan, any place else, Ralph could not get there. And I'd wind up doing all the work to get to him. Hey Chris, tell yeah. the, do your do your little rap on all the things you're sad that Ralph won't get to see because I fucking get this totally. He's go ahead. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is stupid stuff, but um, he really wanted to try those Apple VR glasses. Oh my god, he was lecturing me right up to the end about how excited he was about the Apple VR glasses. I go douchebag. You're gonna walk around with these glasses? Oh yeah, I'm gonna walk around with the glasses because he loved more that than fucking glasses. It's a real like a helmet. Almost. Well, that was one of our last fights. I said no one's gonna go to a, a fucking meeting and put on headgear like how 3D <laughs> films died out. No one want fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. It's Apple, you douchebag. So that. um Ralph was always talking, always talking about he he loved the nineties, and if if you understand yeah. his life with you and what was going on, it makes perfect sense. But he was so nostalgic for the nineties, and he wanted to write a book about the nineties, and he was always talking about that's going to go in my book, and that's going to be in my book. <laughs> There's no book. Ralph couldn't get it together to write a book, and it was There's nothing no salacious. It was just yeah. like stupid stuff that he wanted to, like a coffee table book of the nineties, and but that was he wanted to write it. Um, I'm sad he won't get to see another Batman movie. I mean, that was, you know, one of the things he wanted to come over and watch Batman Returns at my house. And I thought he was joking. I thought it was just him being, you know, his his flirty self, the way we'd flirt back and forth. I didn't know he actually wanted to come over and watch a movie. And it was only when we were fighting, he told me, no, I was really hurt. You didn't want me to come over and watch a movie at your place. And of course, you know I would have let him come over and watch a movie at my place. I didn't give a shit. You know, uh, one of the great things too, uh, when I, when I think about Ralph, so after I got divorced, I started dating and I've told Robin this a million times. I just don't like being alone. She knows that I need to be with someone. So, uh, I started to date like every night, you know, whatever you want to call it. I was out on the prowl and Ralph came over and he started lecturing me. He goes, listen, junior. You gotta slow down. You know, like, like, and I go, what do you mean slow down? He goes, you, you know, you don't need to go on a date every night. You don't, I go, yeah, but I, I, I he goes, I know you're excited suddenly. You want to meet someone, but you know, pace yourself. And I was like, well, I don't understand now, it's that. It's really bad when you get lectured it, by Ralph. Yeah. I mean, Ralph was lecturing me on how to behave. And I was like, you know, he's right. He's so fucking right. You know, you gotta slow down, but was it was my thing. own. You know, yeah. Ralph was a classic do as I say, not as I do yes. guy because right. he did have good advice. He would he say did. things that were downright profound. You know, yes. I went to him. I was in some some terrible relationship situations that were really breaking my heart. And oh, my God, he would just give me so much advice. Sometimes it was terrible, but, but a lot of the times it was really good. And, you know, 
you always felt weird taking advice from Ralph because he was so, you know, not together in many ways. But <laughs> yeah, at you're the like, same... am I getting advice from Ralph? Right. And then he'd even yeah. say that. He'd go, he'd go, but what do I know? I'm a fucking maniac, you know? Right. Yeah. But he did give good advice and sincere advice. He was, he yeah. was an enormously empathetic person for as, yeah. as cold as he could be and as cutting as he could be. He was enormously empathetic you and know, uh, missing yeah. about him. You know, it's so interesting you say that because I was talking to a bunch of people yesterday, Howard, and the word, the word for Ralph is complicated. He was a complicated guy, but he could be the nicest guy and the biggest dick all in the same 60 seconds. But, you know, Mary and I were talking last night. He was, he was like such a good guy. He was so nice to Mary and he was so nice to my kids. And every time he saw Mary, he would talk about how great my kids were to her, which she really appreciated. But, um, uh, Ralph and Lucas and I went out one night to the MTV awards and Lucas didn't meet Ralph. And I don't know how to explain Ralph in advance to anyone. You just have to experience it. So he was so nice to my son at the, at the dinner table, like really engaging him in conversation. But then we go and like Ralph comes out, you know, the Ralph, you know, and like there was somebody standing up in front of him. And, and this is a line that I've heard him say my whole life. And it just, it so embodies him. He doesn't know how to say, um, hey, you're in the way. Could you please uh, sit down? All of a sudden, you just hear somebody yell, sit down, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and, Lucas, yeah, well, and Lucas was like, what? Yeah. Well, that's like uh, the night he, he, sh he shows up at my place and uh, he's got like uh, uh, he's got he's got a big cold compress on his cheek because he was over at scores. <laughs> And some dude cold cocked him, just yeah. fucking punched him right in the face. He, yeah. Ralph was drunk and he was mouthing off and some guy taught him a lesson and that was it. And then Ralph went out cold. He was out cold. I mean, remember the morning we saw Ralph sleeping outside the K-Rock building on the ground yeah. on the street? Yes. Yeah. No, there was an afternoon. We did yeah. one of our scores parties. I, we were, I was still right. in the city. We did one of our scores parties and I probably left it, you know, two in the afternoon. He probably left at six and my wife worked on the other side of town and she was on the bus on 57th street and she saw Ralph <laughs> asleep in front of the old K-Rock building. She's like, I think I, I saw Ralph sleeping. by him too. And I was like, oh my God, that's Ralph <laughs> sleeping on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I would be like, Ralph, what are you doing? Uh, I don't know. I was tired. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never knew when you went out with yeah. him. Like I remember one time we were eating just outside, you know, and he liked the people watch and, you know, we'd comment on all the people walking by and you'd go, well, you, yeah. you'd like that guy, you know, <laughs> look at him for you. <laughs> <laughs> but every once in a while, he'd just see a guy with like shorts he didn't like and he'd go, Hey, douchebag. <laughs> nice fucking shorts. And one time he did that. And all of a sudden, a second later, I hear, who fucking said that? Oh. And we froze because you never knew with Ralph. I mean, you know, Ralph walked around with pepper spray. He, used, he knew all the police. He used yeah. to call the mayor's office. It's not a joke. Almost every day he had someone that handled him at the mayor's office in Jersey City because he felt he he felt the need to patrol the neighborhood like a Batman type character. Well, he's 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 fucking crazy. Because one time he comes over with that pepper spray. And I said, Ralph, uh, I, I, and, and he knew that I had trained with some weapons and things. I said, Ralph, you, you, here's what's going to end up happening with that bear spray you're carrying around. I said, you're going to spray yourself in the face. I said, you've got to practice. It's almost like a martial art. I don't care what it is. You've got to practice getting it out of your pocket, getting it in your hand. Then you got to. 
pull the top off. And also, you got to make sure the top isn't directed at you. You can't even tell. I said, let me see how fast you could get that pepper spray out of your fucking pocket. <laughs> it took him 10 minutes to get the stupid thing was bobbling around, I think, in a bag or something for it. I go, that's it. I said, you're not the, I said, stop with a pepper spray. But he insisted on carrying the pepper spray. He thought he was going to somehow save himself. Well, I was going around my apartment last night, and I thought, do I own anything Ralph had given me? And the only thing I could find was two tiny cans of pepper spray that oh. he gave me during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. The neighborhood's getting yeah. very dangerous. You need this. Howard, we, we had a night. John Hahn and I were talking last night. We had a night out with Ralph that was hysterical. We called it the Lost Weekend. I don't know if you remember, but um, Tom Petty was playing in the Hamptons, and you were gracious enough to invite all of us to come and stay at your place. Oh, yeah. And Ralph got crazy drunk. That was the weekend he, um, he left he a cigarette him. burning on the bar. Like, also oh, left the cigarette burning on the bar. That wasn't the weekend he puked in my no, uh, washing machine, no. but, uh, yeah. But we go, uh, we go out to the Tom Petty concert. Now we're all out of the bar. There's like 10 of us, Ross and me and John Hine. And I, it was like the movie Shallow Hal. We look and Ralph is dancing with a woman. John and I talked about it last night. I said she was ugly. John said she was old, and we agreed she was old and ugly. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, really, the kind of woman that Ralph would rip to shreds with a laser pointer. And he could not see it. He did not see it. He was dancing with a beauty. So we tried to pry him away. We were like, dude, we were being bros. We are like, dude, we're going to go to another place. He's like, I'm staying. I'm staying, man. This is great. And we, we couldn't get him away, so we just left him there. Oh, yeah. He, he had very uh, unusual tastes. <laughs> Uh, it was just, oh my God, it was unbelievable. But, you know, that, that weekend I was ready to kill him. Uh, I mean, you know, he was, he was not a good house guest. So eventually I had to ban him from my house because you, you know, he would leave cigarettes burning on, a, on, a, on, you know, it, it was just crazy on wood, you know. And I, you could rough. never, he would never leave. That was the thing too. Like, oh my God, you, you couldn't get him out. The, there was a campaign that had to start <laughs> to yeah. get him oh, out of yeah. the house. I'm like, Ralph, either you're going to leave. At two o'clock in the afternoon, or are you going to take the first train out of here? Um, I don't know. Um, let me check the schedule. And, 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 like he didn't want to leave my house. It was just unbelievable. I mean, and then he would just piss me off because when I got into barbecuing, I got, I became really good at grilling and stuff, and I'd have them over. And then, and then, and then, next thing I know, I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm Ralph's in my pool swimming around, and I, and I'm like. I'm up here cooking and slaving away. Finally, he comes up for lunch, and I've made like grilled chicken, smoked on the thing, and all that. He goes, mm -mm, "It's, it's. I like it a little more well done. Can you put it? Do me a favor and put it on the, uh, put it back." On. I go, "Get out! Get the fuck out of here, Ralph!" I go, "I just slaved over. I'm watching you swim in my pool, and now you're telling me it's not up to your liking." Well, hey, man, don't invite me over if you don't want to know the truth. And I go, "Well, okay." Howard, no matter where he stayed, whether it was with you. Or Sam Simon or John Stamos. He was never grateful to be there. He was, you were lucky to have him as your guest. Yeah. I was going to yeah, say, yeah. Uh, he was so much fun. I, He's a pisser, that guy. As somebody who uh, uh, ended up, uh, unfortunately not having Ralph over the house, uh, the last few years. Uh, yeah. He took like any rules you had on the house. He took like a personal challenge. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, he's like, Oh, you see, I can't well, use the glass. Me, I'm, I'm using the glass. <laughs> he said to me, he, he, I don't know, one of our conversations goes, man, I really blew it. He goes, uh, I used to love coming to your house. I said, Ralph, you abused me. Yeah. You abused my friends. What are you doing? He goes, I know, I know. He goes, I, I fucked up. I go, yeah, you, you really did. I go, I love you, but you can't do that kind of stuff. Here's uh, Ed. Uh, Ed, go ahead in Maryland. What's on your mind? Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, 
Howard, first of all, man, uh, I got to appreciate your huge balls to uh, come on this morning despite all the obvious pain you must be going through and, and, and share your memories about Ralph. Uh, that's that's huge Vietnam captain balls. Uh, well, secondly, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. And, and, and secondly, uh, I'm, a, I'm a 50-year-old dude. I've never been sick in my life. And open enrollment at my office was yesterday. I was like, nah, I don't need it. I'll wait till next year. I'll save that change. I don't get sick. But uh, your whole sharing this morning has me reconsidered. And, uh, go Ed, ahead. I got to tell you. I know what you're talking about because you sound like Ralph. Ralph, for years, was like, eh, I'm not going to get health insurance. I'm really healthy. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. I couldn't believe it because it didn't make Ralph was a sensible guy, uh, much like you. He's sensible. But they, but with this, he had a blind spot. And I said, Ralph, it's going to come down to, on me. Your responsibility. I know you don't care about yourself. I said, but if you care about me, you got to have health insurance. This is ridiculous. If something happens to you, I'm going to be upset. So, I, I, I mean, listen. I don't know where you stand politically. There's a guy running right now who wants to get rid of Obamacare. Good luck with that. You got to be out of your fucking mind. Obamacare is good. 22 million people are signed in for that. And, Ed, I don't know what health insurance is available to you, but you should get health insurance because once you do get sick, you're up shit's creek. You'll just you'll you'll end up being dead. That's it. And get the best policy you can. Don't be cheap. Don't cheap out. The policy. Yeah, uh, Ralph laid some things on me right before he died. That I, I just, uh, I was, I was, I was Ralph. Uh, what's it? But Eddie, I'm glad you got that. Look who's on the phone. Our good buddy Ross Zapin. Now here's a guy who hung with Ralph. Right? Yeah. We had some good times, Rossy, with uh, oh, Ralph. Oh yeah. How are you? Yeah, How this are you? is this is unbelievable. What's going on? And Gary called me yesterday, and it was a it was it was a punch to the gut. But you know, Ralphie. He, he had this charm about him that he would befriend so many different people. I remember in the Bahamas, he made, he made friends with the guy that had that boat. We were. Well, we were, that's uh, a great. Oh, I'm glad you called in with this. This is the greatest. So uh, after my divorce, my buddy Pat says, we need a boys weekend. I said, you know what, Pat, you're absolutely right. So it was me, Pat. I said, Ralph, we're going on a boys weekend. Oh, was he excited? Me, Pat, Ralph, uh, and Richie, right? Richie was the the fourth on yeah, that. Richie was there. Yeah, yeah. And somehow I hadn't hung with Ross for a long time, uh, but Ross ended up being in the Bahamas. So it was the five of us. You just we ran into you one night. Yep. And uh, and uh, I was like, oh, it was such a great boys trip because go ahead, Ross, tell the story. He we're like we're hanging at the casino and having dinner next. He goes, tomorrow we're on this big boat. Like, all right, I'm going to go with the flow. We go on the boat, and there's this guy. I think his name was Brandon, and he was there with all these girls. And all of a sudden, here's five Smendricks showing up there. And Ralph just just took control of the whole boat. There was jet skis and food, and and Ralph just just made himself at home with this. And it's like, uh, we don't know anybody there, but that was the charm of Ralph. It's just like, hey, Yeah. yeah, let's go on this boat and have a great day here. Um, and, and, you know, you guys are talking about the, the coming over your house. I, w- I was talking to Melissa last night and he did the same thing. He'd be at the house and say, okay, Ralph, at three thirty, we're leaving. We're going to wherever we're going at three twenty five, He just moses into the kitchen, opens the, uh, 
the refrigerator starts making a sandwich. I'm like, Ralph, we, we got to go. He's like, oh, just give me a minute. And like, he, he had no concept of where he was and, and what time it was. And you're on, you're on Ralph's well, time. But you're we, forgetting we for it. Ross would call me and go, how the fuck do you have Ralph over your house? He goes, I'm standing here. It's 325. We're going to be late. The guy's now making himself a sandwich. I go, I told you. He's crazy. I, I would go back. I would go back to the city and to work, and Melissa's out at the house, and Ralph's still there. It's Tuesday, and she's like, how do we get rid of him? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? He was a good hang. Uh, rest in peace, Ralphie boy. I can't even believe oh, I'm saying that. Oh, we're going to miss you. Let's just say, I, Ralph. I thought about the both of you. Oh. Yeah, we, we were good pals. Ralph was very at home. And everyone else's home. Yeah. Everybody's home. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just really kind of knew how to relax and luxuriate. He goes, yeah, it's great here. I'm going to, I'm going to hang out. Howard, Howard, yeah. Sam Simon told me this great story once. He said, I love Ralph. He goes, but he's the worst house guest. And he said that like Sam had these cars and Ralph would take the car for the whole day and he would just come back and he would hand the keys to the help and go, uh, it's empty. It needs to be filled up. <laughs> Ross, tell the story about, uh, <laughs> well, the legendary Lonnie from Scores, the guy who ran Scores, and uh, he oh. decided to give Ralph an opportunity. Tell tell that story. So, so, so you know, we we spent a lot of time there back in the day, and uh, you I think, you know, Lonnie, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and Lonnie recognized uh, some of Ralph's talent, but didn't realize the timeline of getting things done. <laughs> and he, 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 I guess he quote unquote hired Ralph to design a room. He said, Ralph, this is your room. Do what you want with it. And I think it took Ralph probably six months to decide what color he was going to make it. Another <laughs> six months to decide when he was going to do it. Another, I think scores is probably closed by the time he, he never, I, 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 I think, you know, he would love He'd have these ideas, but he would never act on them. And he and and I think he he probably designed it and was done in his head, but he could never finish that job. I think it was a running joke. Uh, and but that that was you know people entrusted him and things. And he had if it was anybody else, they go go after yourself. But somehow he had this gift of gab and this charm and and of of keeping things moving along. But he he could never finish it. But. Uh, you know, boy, if you ever did finish that room, we'd all be living in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, what an opportunity, you know, Ralph, like, like, like Lonnie believed in Ralph and like Ralph, the idea that he get to design a, a room at his favorite strip club was ridiculous, but he couldn't get it together. That was Ralph. Yeah, you know, like Ralph not being able to con uh, complete project because he had so many good ideas or ideas yeah. and yeah. and it was actually very beneficial to me because you know he and i he was one of the first friends i ever made when i first started working here and and, and we used to hang out a lot and talk all the time but he had an idea when we were coming to Sirius, and his idea was that we should do like a mclaughlin type group show with fans and howard i believe you said great ralph do it i'm getting produce, produce that show and then yeah. like a month later you're like ralph where is that show and he's oh i i, I did you know so then then it got handed to me to produce and right, that was my first right. big producing uh thing <laughs> then he had geek time uh which you which you said said hey you want to talk geek he came to me with a folder 
with pages of a magazine ripped out, like just pages of magazine. And he's, <laughs> this is what I want the show to be. And he's just shoving magazine pages in my face. And I said, we'll make well, it work, buddy. We'll make it work. But, yeah. Or, or want to say to him, well, there's already a magazine. That does that. Why, why do we need you? <laughs> he would come, We're not he, doing a magazine. He would come yeah. to our weekly meeting with that. This folder. is radio. Yeah. He would come to our folder. weekly meeting with that folder of stuff that yeah. he had torn out of a magazine, which were ideas for the show. And it was almost as if I worked for him. He would go, I saw this in a magazine. You should book this person. Or yeah. you know, he was always giving orders based on something he saw in a magazine, but he wanted no part of implementing it. Right. No, you had to remind him it wasn't, it, it was the Howard Stern show. It wasn't Ralph show. And, and you guys well, didn't work for him. Oh, I, I would crazy. sometimes throw parties for you. Yeah. And Ralph would always say, I want to be involved. I want to be involved. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <Big> mistake. <laughs> yeah. And so one year, he says, Robin, I have a great idea for a party favor. Mm. And I said, that's great, Ralph. I don't want to hear about it. Either you do it or you don't. Good. But I have other things to do. And he actually produced the party favor. Mm. Oh, my God. That's a miracle because there were times professionally he'd come to me. He goes, ah, you're making a new logo. Um, I want to be involved in the design. <laughs> and, you know, I'm stupid. I never learn. I go, oh, great. I'd love to get your feedback. Yes. Um, let me let me go. Let me take it home and work on some mock ups. <laughs> I go, what is that? Excuse me. Mock ups. I go, OK, do a mock up. You never, I wouldn't hear from him from, I go, Ralph, you want, are you in or you're out? What do you want to do? He, he, such a nutnick. And he had so much talent, but to get Absolutely. him to. Uh, Drawings uh, you would get sometimes, sketches or whatever. And you but, know, you know, to actually get him to go somewhere and get the thing produced, that was not happening. And I had gone through that several times at other, with other events. And I finally said, don't talk to me about it. Either you do it or you don't. That's all that's going to happen. And yet, when I hired him to do a face makeup or make a, a complete rubber mask of somebody's head, I don't know how he got it. He'd get it done in three days. I don't know how he yeah. did it. We he, we gave him a deadline. He got it. So, you know, Ralph was a, a series of contradictions. Right, Rossi? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. All right, Ross. Yep, we loved him. All right. All right. We, how are we, they we strong, did. everybody? Yeah, everybody's going to miss Ralph. It's just really tough for me to imagine that never talked to the dude again. I, I wasn't, I never would have predicted this. I wouldn't no. predict I'd be here. No. I, I wrote well, down yesterday. We to to I, well, wait a second, Ross. I wrote down yesterday, whatever the date was, October, I think it was 5th. Ralph died. And I was just staring at that. I go, it's, this is it's crazy. It's December 5th, Howard. If you're going to remember. Oh, is it December? I don't even know. I'm locked <laughs> up in my house. I, I couldn't tell you what day it is. But it's, it's yeah, December 5th. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ross. Thanks and, for calling in. Later, guys. All day yesterday, yeah. we were doing the show. And my goal yesterday was to talk to Ralph. Mm. And we had texted the night before. And he was just being Ralph. You know, what he wrote to me was, I do everything you do, Robin. You start a lemon drink diet, I do the lemon drink diet. You do the keto diet, I do the keto diet. You get cancer, I get cancer. <laughs> he says, what are we doing next? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I have no idea. Stand by. He said, and his, you know, his last words were, can't wait, LOL. Ivan in Florida. Hey, um, my deepest condolences, my brother. I um, 
I want to confess something to you, dude. From the first time I figured out who Roth was, and this is before you guys were ever on TV, I'm down in Florida, so I never really got any of the local stuff, but I was jealous of the man because he was your best friend, you know? And I think a lot of us felt that way because, you know, we would have loved to know you that way. And uh, everybody should reach out to their best friends today and uh, and let them know how much they appreciate them. And uh, rest in peace, Ralph. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, Ivan. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I feel really good about is that right up until the end, I was there for Ralph calming him down. Yeah, he felt to... better that night because he had talked to you. And so he yeah. was able to to joke around a bit about what he was going through. We we talked we talked about it. I told them we're going to get through this, mm. but we didn't. We talked a, bit, a little bit about it in the staff meeting this morning and and the thing that I the thing that I said that's really true is he was part of our family. Like yeah, he was he was, he he was, was my family. He was family. And, and we were and his Beth family. Beth says the same thing Beth goes when she was talking to Ralph because we were both talking to him the night before he died. She said, to Ralph, you're our family. We're going to take care of you. In fact, Beth would want to desperately be here for this. But she, as I said, she's uh, now uh, working with Ralph's sister and they're, um, she's helping out the family. So she couldn't be here this morning, but she had plenty to say. And uh, she loved Ralph. And she was very grateful that she that that we met because of Ralph. Hi, Pitch yeah. Eric, you're on the air. What do you want to say? Hey, how are you? I just want to say, I want to say my condolences to you about Ralph, I've known him since I've been on your show, and it's just a sad day in the stern world. Right. Okay, High Pitch, thank you for that. Uh, King of all blacks, what do you want to say? Man, I, 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 I mean, everybody said it, but I'm really in shock. Yeah, I me mean, too. He, 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 oh, I can imagine how you feel, yeah. um, but... He just, he was, you know what I remember about him? He had so much style, like, like with his dressing and, you know what I'm saying? He had a, yeah. he had a style that people do now. I remember he had them baggy white pants on and some t-shirt and he just looked fly. He had the glasses. And then you see people like Justin Bieber and all of them today wearing that same stuff that, that he wore way back when he was in the studio. It's just unbelievable. He just seemed like one of them people that could never die. Well, King, now I have an opening for a new best friend. I was hoping we could hang. <laughs> oh, listen, I would be the best friend oh. you ever had. <laughs> he'd be looking for Beth's panties and the hammer. Yeah, maybe we could snort up some of those panties together. But thank you for saying that, are you, King. Are you there ready you to go. manage a musical artist, Howard? His daughter will be managing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Howard, can I just say one more thing about, um, because one of the things when we talk about Ralph, these memories are just coming back to me. It's always about Ralph time. Like he really lived on his own schedule. It was, it was insane. And I remember when the guys were doing geek time, they had the opportunity to get James Cameron as a guest, which for them is like us getting Obama and Keith Richards. Like that's the pinnacle for geek time. Oh, yeah. And James Cameron was available at a certain time and Ralph's like, he couldn't make it. And we were like, what is it that you're doing? And he wouldn't tell us why he couldn't make it. And then he forbid John and Jason to do the interview without him. Yeah. And they were like, well, then be here. And, right. But he couldn't because he had things to do. But we never knew what those things were. He was ready to cancel the whole show over. He would rather none of us talk to James Cameron 
then John talked, yeah, then John yeah. talked to James Cameron, we, but uh, and we did and we did we, the interview. Yeah, we, we of course did the did. interview. <laughs> and, he, and, he held it over, and he held it over our heads forever. I mean, there was there was hanging with Ralph, and there was working with Ralph. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they were two completely different things. But I remember when when I came aboard with you guys off the Jump the Shark stuff, Ralph always knew better, you know. And we would talk about pop culture stuff. And, you know, I established my credit with Jump the Shark, but, but Ralph knew more and he would always let me know that he knew more. And I was like, okay. And then when we started doing Fridays, Ralph became part of the crew with me and Gary and I had to work with Ralph for the first time. Now as a listener, I knew how good of a caller Ralph was and what his reputation was as a worker. And, you know, he was the idea man who actually wanted you to do all his ideas. <laughs> and the only time I've ever lost it on these channels was when Ralph accused me of not working hard and, you know, just to get under my skin. Uh, and he totally I, tweaked me. He totally pull, tweaked me. I pulled the clip for um when you and uh, Ralph argued on the air. Like, you're a pretty measured guy. And then <clears throat> you, like, started yelling at Ralph on the air. I, I wasn't going to play it as part of his obituary. I kind of... But, man, that was crazy. John that says was just he, crazy. John says he still regrets, regrets it. it. Yeah, yep. regrets it. I do. Yeah, I regret blowing up at him to this day. But then, but the postscript of this is all, there was no better hang than Ralph Sorella. We went to dinner a bunch of times. We went to things a few times and, and he was just great to hang with. Didn't matter if it was with your family, with friends, with famous people. He was mm -hmm. just super comfortable and made it a great time. And you loved him for that. And people wondered like, you know, what's so great about Ralph? And it's what you said, Howard. He was loyal. He was fun. He had a great sort of laissez-faire attitude. And when I got this news yesterday, it just, you know, it broke my heart. I, I, I just can't believe yeah, yeah. he's gone. I, I can't believe Pablo, it. you're on the air in Ohio. Go ahead. Hey, good morning, King. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, we speak your name. Uh, been listening Thank to you. you for a long time. Talked to you several times, man. Um, I think for us uh, deep fans can definitely get the sense of uh eh, your inner circle certain people call obviously the calls you've had with robin or the times you've shared on there with uh with her we can get the emotions of that um i always got the sense that anytime you uh talk with ralph could definitely tell in your voice that uh he was a uh, part of your inner man and um i just want to send my love for you Thank for, for you, you and you. all of stern nation man i uh <laughs> I, I love you man you bring a lot of uh Pardon me. Thanks. Bring a Thanks, lot of joy to my life. I fear the day that, uh, you know, we're not going to hear from you again, man. But um, a little bit more on the lighter side. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it, 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 when when you're ready, can we please have uh, Sal uh, uh, channel Ralph, please? And, uh, oh, that is absolutely. Absolutely. No, we, I did we're think gonna... maybe he could contact him for us. I don't if know if it works anyone, that way. If if anyone can get in touch with Ralph, it'll be Sal. In fact, I think Sal's already been in touch with him. Uh, really? You know, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I wondered if it was too soon because I think that every once in a while Sal will say, well, they just got there and they're going through their <laughs> orientation. They're in the lobby. The red tape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that'll be difficult for you when you when you sit down and let Sal do that. Uh, but, but uh, hey, one, oh, yeah. one other thing real, real, real quick, King. Um, I know that Ralph uh, and uh, Eric, the actor, had you know a, a special bond, and I'm going to miss. I, I thoroughly enjoyed how how Ralph always signed off, uh, you know, talking with you by saying bye for now. So oh, uh, that's right. It, that that it, was it. He he it, left to go. Bye for now. 
Yes. So uh, right. I'll just I'll let you go, man. Howard, I, I fucking love you, man. I do. Thanks, Bob. I love you. So thank, th- thanks for all the therapy, all the laughs, and uh, uh, bye for now. I'll talk to you again sometime. Bye for bye now. Again. Pablo from Ohio, thank you. Sal, are you ready yet to contact uh, Ralph or is... Go ahead. I am going to fully, fully prepare for this for Ralph. A lot of people don't know this, but, you know, when you guys would break my balls about the dimes and the squirrels and the cardinals, believe it or not, the first person who called me was Ralph. <laughs> kidding. Oh, well, well, and maybe he, don't mention. Why it. did he call you? <laughs> what a trick! <laughs> what would he say? He'd say, he said, uh, he "Sal, said, you need help." He said, "Sal." He goes, "This is really weird." He goes, "I'm not sure if I really believe this." He goes, "But within the past week, I found about four or five dimes in the oddest places." He goes, "So I believe there is something here." And we continue to talk about spirituality and... Do uh, you do you have any sense that, that that Ralph is even contacting you now so we know how he's doing? I mean, he's only gone a day. I don't, I don't feel anything now. But right. what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus my energy on Ralph in the future. Really, I'm going to put a lot of work into it. And I'm going to do my best to communicate with Ralph because I did love Ralph very much. He was exactly what John Hines said ralph was the greatest person to party with yep. i'll can tell you, you one quick story you, about one ralph. thing though i gotta say can you believe we're saying this that no. ralph's dead i no. can't believe it i can't no. i mean this still it's just so heartbreaking and he really was such a ralph would call believe it or not ralph would call me all the time and we talk about recipes we talk about fresh basil versus um getting basil in a container we would really? talk about how to fry chickens and how to make pasta and we would talk about our italian families his italian mother and my italian mother and we would exchange recipes and and Ra- Ra- sal one thing i do know about ralph he would be very tickled that you and Richard are going to sing into each other's balls today. It's, I know yeah. that. It's an honor to do it for Ralph, really. Thank you. And please, I need to talk to Ralph. There's some things I want to say to him. I know Chris wants to say some things to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, so if you could contact him, if you could, you know, the sooner the better, all right? Yeah, and uh, just a quick story about Ralph, about him being the life of the party. We had a friend, he was in a, he had an accounting firm. He had a box at Madison Square Garden and, uh, me, him and a few other guys went to see ACDC in a box at the garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because of the, all of a sudden he reminded me, I went with Ralph to see Metallica. We got so excited. We pulled our friend's pants down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of Madison Square Garden. I, I, oh, by the way, I love when you told Lars that story and he was very yeah. perplexed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, he, he said the music made us crazy and we started pulling our pants off. Well, prior to the, prior to show, uh, Ra- <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know that happened. Oh. <laughs> Ralph actually blew me at the end of ICDC. Oh, you did? I don't want to say it, but yeah. he swallowed. Hold too. on a second. Oh, wait a second, Sal. Don't, don't go away. Who's at the door? I, I see a bird here. Oh, there. <laughs> right, Sal, I, I knock on the door. There's a bird here. Wow. Could it be Ralph? It could be. What's he saying? Oh, I can't say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that quick. No, no. Fuck off, douchebag. Right. Yeah. So right. we went, right. so prior to the ACDC concert. Wait a second. Are you calling Sal an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> He's calling me a dummy. Yeah. All right. So uh, prior to the ACDC concert, we went to a bar, and I have to tell you, 
he is so great and he's so great in analyzing people. Any, you know, like somebody would walk in, oh, look at here, Cruella DeVille, you know, and he would just, <laughs> he was so good at that. And we laughed so much. It was time to go to ACDC at a box at the garden. We decided to stay at the bar till three o'clock in the morning. We skipped the concert. That's how much Ra Ralph was more entertaining than ACDC. <laughs> yeah, wow. I believe it. Yeah. Wow. Hey, look who's on the phone. Harvey Leeds. The real Harvey oh. Lee. Harvey, I haven't heard from Harvey in a long time. Harvey yeah. was, uh, Harvey's a guy Good I know morning. a long time. Yeah. Used to be in the record business, worked for Sirius XM. What's up, Harvey? Joe, first of all, I'm very sorry and the deep condolences about Ralph. But I don't know if you remember, years ago, we had a pre-Super Bowl party at the Sony Club. Right. Up in the oh, right. <laughs> and so Ralph comes to that party. And everybody is very respectful and nice, and they're rolling out sushi in a major spread. And Ralph lights up a joint. I said, Ralph, you can't smoke in here. Okay. Then Ralph goes into the bathroom, lights up a joint. Ralph, you can't smoke in here. <laughs> then Ralph goes into, like, another private room. Ralph, you can't smoke in here. And they had phone booths, like old-fashioned. And Ralph goes in the phone. I said, Ralph, you're going to get in trouble here. You can't smoke in here. So. After a while, they kind of say, okay, party's over. The next day, I get a phone call from the president of Sony <laughs> saying, was Mr. Stern and a guy named Ralph thrown out of the Sony club <laughs> yesterday? And I say, well, we weren't thrown out. We were actually done. And one of the parties, Ralph, had to go outside and he needed to smoke. And the point is, is Ralph was an outlaw. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> no, and, and, and he was well, that was the problem with him, do. though. He, you know, you'd say, Ralph, you know, uh, I'm in a different position here. You, you can't go over to the Sony building and start smoking weed in there. He, he was such a character. What he's got his <laughs> mind. He didn't have a lot of respect for that sort of stuff. No. Rules do not apply well, to him. Thanks for I calling, Harvey. Great, I know it's a great loss to you, but now who's going to pick out your clothes besides your wife? I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I hate to say it. I feel a little weird about that. You know, I don't know, you know, how Ralph was really devoted to me. He always worried. Like, there were times he, like, Ralph does this thing where, like, I was getting, uh, dressed for my, my daughter's wedding. He's always picking on my clothes and on, and like, 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 like touching them and adjusting them adjusting, and all this kind of thing. Yeah. He always was like at the shoulders, making sure this seam but, hit the right spot. Well, Ralph, uh, a couple of days ago, as bad as he was feeling, calls my uh, assistant, Leslie, and he says, uh, Leslie, I need to get into the apartment, meaning my apartment. He goes, uh, uh, I'm worried what Howard's going to wear this year to the Christmas party because I'm, you know, making a little party for the staff. Uh, he wanted to get over and make sure I had the right outfit, you know, that I looked presentable. And that broke my heart. That makes me so fucking sad. I can't even tell you. Right up to the end, he was uh, very devoted to me. And uh, I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you know this. A lot of people thought that you and Ralph were actually a couple. Oh yeah. They thought, yeah. They thought you and him had a sexual relationship together. And you know, with Ralph's, we never really knew which right. team he was batting on or both. But people thought you and him were were romantically involved. 
My kids Who thought those that. People. My kids. My kids used to go. What's with you and Ralph? Because you know they. My kids walk in. I'd be in my underpants. Ralph be shaving my belly. You know what I mean? Like they're like. Wait a second. They had real reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone thought like, uh, hey, maybe there's something going on. Uh, but but no one ever really presented that to me. I think they were afraid to. But no, uh, I, would, I would hear that a lot. Yeah. Not not since you've been married, but when you were single and you guys were out, I would hear that all the time, Howard, from people. Well, I'll tell you this. We were in love, but yeah. we weren't a couple. Not How's that, that way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. my condolences. All right. Thanks. Do you remember thanks, that sir. trip I planned with Ralph? No, I do not. I was going to Europe to visit some friends and be with them while they were. Oh, right. And I'm talking to Ralph about <laughs> it. And Ralph says, I think I'd like to go on that trip. <laughs> so then Ralph and of I plan this trip together. Right. He had bought the tickets. He had, you know, put down a down payment, you know, like you do for hotel rooms and so forth. The day of the trip, Ralph could not be found. And the story I got after I because I got on the plane and went because I was right. seeing friends anyway. <laughs> the day like a couple of days later, I talked to Ralph on the phone. He's like, you won't believe this. I was locked out of my apartment and my phone was inside the apartment oh jesus <laughs> and he could not figure out how to get into his place and he was so sorry and it was an uh, it was an amazing trip because i had planned it so ralph could get a vision of europe that he had never had before and so i had this great trip the whole time seeing things and saying, Ralph would have loved this. Ralph would have loved this. Ralph would have loved this. But you can't get mad at Ralph because he's just quirky like that. So I never got angry. You know, I, I had a great experience on my own with my friends. And I wound up giving Ralph ticket that cost a lot of money for this opera, Paris opera ballet to a, a ballet student who was overwhelmed by being able to sit in a box and watch the performance because every time he had been in the show, he was up in the rafter somewhere. He had never seen anything this close, even though he went to the school. So I had a great time learning about, uh, you know, ballet from this kid who was actually a student at the school. And I'm like, Ralph would have loved all of this, but he just couldn't get here. Uh, Greg, you're on the air in Canada. Hi, Howard. My commiserations for your loss uh, for the whole Stern family. Uh, I lost uh, my closest friend to cancer, which was probably preventable, but he was self-employed and wealthy and probably didn't take care of himself like a lot of friends. Right. And a, lot, a lot of men do that. But my favorite Ralph memory is when he had a hot woman. I think she was European. Yes. model grade back to his apartment and she took one look at all of his star wars toys and posters and ran out of there like the monster's house uh, i i always picture that uh, that uh, yeah, well, you know, she called door, it, I, I knew that girl we we met that girl at a party at a guy's house in la ralph and i went to this uh hot chick party and uh we went to this guy's house and uh, there was a lot of women there and Ralph got lucky and there was this woman that he started to see. I, I guess they, they slept together or something. Well, when she, I couldn't believe Ralph didn't let anyone into his apartment. She came to New York. She stayed, she went over to his apartment within two seconds. She called her friend and goes, Oh my God, 
I'm at this guy's apartment and there's like Star Wars toys and figurines and, and a big poster of, uh, you know, like, like, like Darth Vader. And the friend goes, head for the hills, head for the hills. Get away from this guy. <laughs> she tried to run out, but I think, I don't know. Ralph somehow won her over, but. I think he had a, a Pam Anderson standee too. It was, it was yeah. a lot of toys oh, yeah. that freaked, yeah. and stuff. That freaked yeah. her out. Yeah. That freaked her out. Like, 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 like who has a, a big giant Pam Anderson? He loved Pam Anderson. <laughs> we were having a conversation just as Jason and I were that, you know, Ralph was also, he was a hoarder, especially when it came to those toys. Remember you buy three toys, yeah. one to open, one to right. sell and one to just put away. And we were saying that somewhere, I know there's a giant storage unit with toys and all sorts of other junk. There's but, no, there's but, no storage unit. It's all in his apartment. His apartment. Think, I was going to say you'll never find it. You'll never know the combination. No. But more work for Jason. His his apartment. <laughs> by the way, that will be giving away yeah, Ralph. You could junk. dump no. you could dump Ralph's junk right into my uh, house. I'll take it. But um, well, um, no. uh, you know he had all these toys and he loved to cook too. I think somebody was saying that you know loved to make chili. Yeah. And every time I was over, he'd make chili, which was really nice. Um, but for somebody who had a hard time completing work, he had a workstation set up that looked like the Star Trek Enterprise, like like yeah. the fifteen. He called that. Yeah. He called that his office. His he had office. Those big yeah. monitors and yeah. yeah. It was the, God knows what he God knows what he was doing I, in there. He but. loved the idea of work. He loved yeah. the the accoutrement around work. Yeah, the right. work itself, not so much. And but he would always night. tell me he was working on a project. Yeah, but I yeah. never yes. found out what the project was. Nobody, nobody ended up getting paid. Nobody <laughs> ended up. Uh, you know, there was no, there, there was no real end result of any of these projects. But the best night of Ralph's life was. Uh, uh, we went over and uh, we were at a strip club, and Pam Anderson came in and joined oh. us, and uh, she was so hot. I mean, this was back in the nineties, and she just was at the. But she was the most Pam she Anderson you pinnacle. could be. Yeah. Everybody was having drinks. And the next thing you know, she was like, like, all the strippers were hot. And so she was like, she's used to being the hottest chick in the room. And she realized she was wearing too many clothes. So she goes, Ralph, can you cut my dress down so I'm wearing a miniskirt? It was a designer outfit that someone had loaned to her, but she didn't care. She right. wanted to be she didn't super even hot. Own it. Yeah. She wanted to be super hot. So she turned to Ralph and uh, Ralph somehow produced scissors. I don't know how. The next thing I know, Ralph is cutting off Pam Anderson's dress so that it's like just a tiny piece of cloth. It was the hottest thing he ever saw. And Ralph was beside himself. He couldn't believe he was like cutting off Pam Anderson's clothes. And boy, I never saw a happier boy than that. Uh, and then you she know. was happy. She then sat oh, down she was happy. and crossed her legs and boom. Yeah, yeah. it was Pam Anderson. Oh, God. She was so hot. And, you know, you knew deep in your mind. If you were a normal person, Pam Anderson's not going to fuck you. She's just going <laughs> to tease the shit out of you. So I remember after that, I went, I'm not going to sit here and torture myself. I'm going home. Pam Anderson's not going to want to be with me. I, I, I caught the, the vibe. Ralph hung in there all night. He thought, oh, this is it. He's going to be with Pam Anderson. And of course, it was the ultimate disappointment at the end of the night. Yeah. Who's sitting over there, Mamet? You want to say something about Ralphie boy? And then I'm going to, you know, kind of end this. Yeah. Um. God, this feels so weird. It feels like he should be like calling in at any second. I don't, I think it still hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, but yeah, I just want to take a minute and say, you know, a few things about Ralph. I, I was one of the, the boys. Chris said he was grooming, uh, when their friendship broke up. So him and I kind of became close friends for a while. And I was, I was proud to be groomed by Ralph. We actually, 
started as bitter enemies when I started at the show 10 years ago. I mean, we would really be vicious to each other on the air a few times. And like I was listening back yesterday and just feeling so bad about it. But I was I was thinking about it. The truth is, I think the reason I lashed out at Ralph so bad was because Ralph in particular, I cared so much what he thought about me because I liked Ralph so much just as a fan of the show. I mean, he was like everything I wanted to be. He got under people's skin. He didn't just, he, I think he was a good friend to you, Howard, because he didn't just, he didn't just kiss your ass. Like he was real with you. Yes. Um, that's a good friend. And, uh, I wanted to be like Ralph. So I thought it was really cool when we became friends later in life. And, uh, I, I think on the most important note, I have his HBO password and I'm wondering how long will that work for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he gave it to, oh my so, goodness. so he gave it to you so you could see HBO. It, well, I, he had my Disney plus. I had his HBO. We kind of uh, <laughs> traded, you know, Mamet really is the other woman because I used to have that yeah. password. And then one day it yeah. stopped working. One day it stopped working. And now I know what happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ralph He's pulled like, it from you, huh? Goodness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I hope it's good for a couple more months at least. Probably not. Well, once that bill isn't being paid, I don't know. Yeah. And who I, knows when that bill was paid? I just like, remembered yeah. a, a funny story real quick. I don't know if you remember this, Jason. Probably the night he was banned from your house, but Alexa had just come out. Oh, okay. And we're in Jason's basement and we find out that Jason has an Alexa down there and it's hooked up to his Amazon account. So whatever we say Alexa buy, it's going to start buying. So Ralph and I just decide we're going to start getting Alexa to buy the worst shit ever. Like stuff that will incriminate Jason. Yes. So Ralph's like, going, <laughs> yes, Alexa, buy a shovel. Buying a shovel. And I go, Alexa, buy guide on how to kill my wife. Buying guide on and I'd say something, and Ralph would try to top it. Dude, they were buying knives, ropes, uh, <laughs> Alexa, buy topsoil. <laughs> I'm crying. I've been crying. Oh, so great. Well, you know, we, uh, I think, I think the best way to sum this up, because you know Sal has to get ready to blow Richard. And yes. uh, Ronnie, you want to say something? There's Ronnie. Yeah, man. I mean, I was there from the beginning with him too, and. I mean, me and him never saw eye to eye ever, especially in the car. I mean, oh, my God. Ralph and Ronnie, it was legendary. I never knew where I was going. Ralph knew the city, and uh, Ronnie would be driving me. And I never had a complaint about Ronnie. Ronnie got me where I had to go. Ralph goes, you realize Ronnie doesn't know where he's going? I realized, too, that he didn't just say this about Ronnie. He'd say no. it about anybody driving. Howard, it didn't matter. I was never but in he, a cab he, or an Uber where he didn't tell the Uber driver he was going the wrong way and fucking Yeah, us. but yeah. you don't fuck with Ronnie because Ron, because Ralph would say, Ron, he'd say it, he'd whisper it to me, but whisper it loud enough for Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, would, he would mumble it so I could hear it. Yeah, he'd mumble, yeah, and he'd go, and, and, and the he should have made a left. Come, the steam yeah. would come out of my head and I wouldn't say anything because I knew, you know, he was your friend and shit. Right. And I'm going, I got, you know, I got to keep my mouth shut. I got to, can't say anything. And one day we were going to the airport. <laughs> you were going to LA. Yeah. And we, it was the middle of the afternoon and we, there was an accident on the Grand Central Parkway. And he started this shit in the back of the car. <laughs> you don't know where you're going. How did you yeah. get us messed up in this? We're going to miss the plane. And I got to the point where I exploded and I said, listen, Ralph, 
get the fuck out of the car. <laughs> and then you he started was, yelling at me like, you can't yeah. talk to him like that. And I said, dude, I can't fucking take this no more with him. <laughs> it was, it was insane. Hey, and then Ronnie, you would yeah, go ahead. Yeah, okay. go ahead. And then there would be like times, like you said, he would never be on time for anything. Right. We would, we would be like at a show. We would be at America's Got Talent. We would be at a book signing. And you would say to me, make sure Ralph's in the fucking car before it's time to leave. And we were at a book signing in Philadelphia and it was insane. People were banging on the car and shit. And we couldn't leave because Ralph wasn't there. We couldn't find him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run. And then he, he yeah. would always be at the, at, at the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Craft services. Yeah, craft yeah. service, yeah. Always be at craft <laughs> services. You could never find you wanted to find him, go to craft services. That's where he was. He was he was packing <laughs> bags. He, he was, <laughs> he was <laughs> to go, taking shit to go. And he goes, just don't worry about it. I'll get I'll be in the car. I'll have I'll have how and then would be with the clothes. I gotta get the clothes in the trunk. I said, but Ralph, you got to get it done because Howard's yelling at me because you got to be in the car. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Sure <laughs> enough, with time to leave, Ralph wouldn't be there. This, is, was, oh, this is some tribute, Ryan. This no, is no, but it's so, but it's no, so, but it it's so true. It's so Ralph. Yeah. yeah, it's so Ralph. It really is. It was like it was like. Didn't you? Like I'm remembering Ralph at America's Got Talent. Oh my God, he was so happy with that craft services table and oh. running around and being part. There were times I'd be on America's Got Talent and the days would drag on. It was, you know, and I knew it was like, oh yeah, yeah, this America's Got Talent. What am I doing with my life? And then like, I'm, and so I'm aggravated. I'm all fucking upset and I'm sitting there and I'm going through my notes on the contestants who, you know, whose careers are going nowhere. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking and Heidi's singing and, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden, Ralph comes over. He's going to adjust my clothing or something. He's going. They would have want, to stop he, the whole production. Oh yeah, everything yeah. would have to stop. And all I wanted to do is get the fuck out of there. And Ralph would say, "Stop for a second. But this is in the middle of like, like they're spending millions of dollars on this network television." Go, uh, and he come over and he like touch the 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 shoulder on my jacket and move it a little bit and then push my hair back a little bit and then they. <laughs> And then they'd, they'd have to go, and you'd hear guys going, uh, hold on a second, uh, Ralph's in there adjusting Howard. And I was like, Ralph, what the fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I look like a, I look like a monster. Who cares? But Howard, not, not a, you have to yeah. understand something, because I the hair thing, he would do that all the time. He would touch your hair. But the funny thing about it was, it was all said and done. And yeah. they would go three, two, and he would come in on two. Get yeah, right in the fucking yeah, shot yeah, yeah. every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, oh, oh, my God. But, you know, one thing about Ralph, he cared because I always went out with confidence because I knew he looked me over and he actually gave a shit about how I looked. So, you know, not that it helped all that much, but it did, actually. I would have looked a lot worse. Uh, yeah, and, and the funny thing was, you know, the whole thing with, uh, you know, with him, with, with the Trump thing, with me and, to, you know, with the voting and the whole thing, oh, oh we, yeah, I, we went at it pretty good and shit. But he would, he would during COVID, we got to be pretty close. We would talk on the phone, and you know, he would say, "I don't really give a shit who you voted for." It was a great bit for the show and stuff like that. And yeah. then we would talk about TV shows constantly, like shit we liked, and then we tried to get you to watch stuff. And yeah. there was this one show that me and him always watched, and he would always try to get you to watch it. And he would never like to watch it 
an episode at a time. He would wait until like all 10 episodes would be done. Right. And then he would watch it. There was sh the show Bosch. It was on like uh, uh, Prime or something like yeah. that. Yeah, the guy with and OCD. Me and him, right. we, him? we would talk. No, we would most. talk about yeah. it constantly. And the, they came out with another season of it just recently. And he, I would say to him, at, I call him like Ralph. Did you watch Bosch Legacy? And he go, No, I'm waiting for the last ten. You know, for all the ten episodes to come out. And I have a feeling he never got to watch it. It's just so mm. fucking sad, man. Yeah, because he he loves tell. He even said to me the last conversation I had with him. He goes, you, you know how sick I was. He goes, I couldn't sit around and watch TV. He goes, that's pretty sick. I go, oh, dude, that's all you do. I mean, he watches. He's seen every show ever ever put out. It's crazy. Multiple times. Yeah, and he would, have, he, we would he have arguments me, he, about. He, he called me right before my wedding. You know when he, you know, I was you know yakking about how people didn't respond and stuff. And he called me and he said to me, listen, he says, I really want to be there if you need help with clothes or whatever. You, you're still designing it, whatever, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, he would always, you know, be there. But he he never really told me why he wouldn't come. And now I got a feeling that was the reason because he was absolutely you know, he was, he wasn't feeling he was good. sick. Yeah. Yeah. I had yeah. so hoped he was going to go to your wedding because I figured that'd be the perfect. We'd just get together and we'd be friendly again, right? You know, yeah. and I, and I just thought you didn't go because it was Ralph. I mean, like right. Robin said, like you know, oh, Ralph yeah, didn't show up he just or something. Make it, yeah, right. Yeah. It didn't. Mm. I, it, the only thing that tipped me off was he he'd stopped calling in for a couple of weeks, and I started saying to people who were talking to him, "Is he okay? Is he all right?" I hoped something wasn't wrong with a member of his family, and I just I have tremendous regret I didn't reach out to him. Yeah, uh, I see. I love Ralph. I love Ralph's yeah, schedule because, you know, we would try and get together and I'd, he'd, I'd give him time. I can't make it. Okay. What about this? I can't make it. What about here? I can't. And finally I was like, Ralph, what are you doing <laughs> that you can't make it? And he goes to me, well, something could come up. And I was like, Ralph, like, how are we going to get together? That was He's such... keeping his options open. <laughs> and it was such a Ralph move. And with the TV, he'd be like, I know you're really jealous of me. And I'm like, why? He goes, because I can watch a lot more TV than you can. I was <laughs> like, you've got me there, Ralph. You're right. You, you know what's something that we, I just have to say before we end it, that Ralph had a profound love for, because I was looking at all my texts, and like the last six months of texts, that boy loved his football. And he, he would call me night and day. Did you see that game? Did you see that play? And it didn't seem very Ralph-like to like football, he but he football. did. He loved it. Well, I used to he always say it. to him, stop, stop pretending you're straight with the football. What is all this <laughs> bullshit with the football? You're looking at the guys. He no, loved the Ralph uniforms. and I had a love for tennis, and Ralph would text me during tennis matches. Sometimes yeah. we'd be on the phone watching the tennis match together. We had a lot of fun with tennis. I did I that TV show for SNY with professional sports picks. Like I, I, you know, picking football games. And after every show, Ralph would text me, you got it all wrong. And then <laughs> after the games the next day, I don't think Ralph ever picked a game incorrectly. He would always tell me how he had the right team well, and the right pick. And, and he, he would tell that. me he's gambling. You know, I he said, loved. Ralph, 
You yeah. have no money. I said, where is this money coming from? Where you're bet? He goes, oh, I just bet a little bit, like just five, ten dollars, twelve, fifteen, twenty-five, fifteen, twenty-five. Kept you got, going you up, huh? <laughs> I go, Ralph, you don't have a pot to piss in. I don't know how you're do- uh, managing all this, but uh, somehow he did. Well, we I, used I, to you- have the occasional conversation. Should we be worried about Ralph? How does he do yeah. what he's doing? We, it's all I did was worry about Ralph. For, yeah. Unfortunately, it all it all sort of fell on my shoulders with Ralph. As uh, it's just the way it was. But uh, I'll miss him terribly. Let, let's just say, uh, rest in peace, Ralphie boy. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe we're saying it, but uh, this guy this guy was my man, and uh, he's like the brother I never had, and. Uh, we spent a lot of great time together. He's a he, he was, was a there complicated guy. In the bad times, you know, if you needed yeah. help or just a friend or just somebody to hang out with, he was there. All right. Well, that's a good way to end it. <clears throat> so, I'm going to say this. We'll take a little break. Uh, Sal, I know Ralph would, right, right, Chris, Sal would, uh, Sal and Richard blowing each other would have made, like, Ralph would have been right on the phone and saying, this is unbelievable. You know, he would have liked, he he wanted to be in the room. Come on, coaching them. You know that. That's right. Yeah. Put your face in his crotch. What are you doing? (laughs) Why the way this with us, too? You know, uh, (laughs) 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 so Sal, uh, we'll get to you in the next hour, Richard, and you guys can uh, sing a Christmas carol into each other's balls. It's an honor, and uh, we would be flattered to do this for uh, for, uh, my boy Ralph. Let's dedicate that to Ralph. How's that today? Okay, we'll uh, give him a good send off, and uh, yes. So many people on the phone have Ralph memories and wanted to say stuff, but I, I just, we've done this for three hours. I don't know, uh, if it's interesting to anybody or not, but it just seems appropriate. So that's it. All right. Those are the hives and I hate to say I told you so. There you go. Well, that was an emotional morning for sure. I, uh, hey. I know a lot of you in the audience are on the phones want to talk about Ralphie Boy, but I'm gonna. I think you know, it was a, it was it was good, and I'm sure we'll talk about him in the future. But I'm sure his name will come up. We won't forget about him. Uh, I wrote down in my journal last night. I w- I want to make sure I never forget Ralphie Boy, and uh, I have my ways of doing that. So that's that. What can I say? I'm trying to move on. And I do know Ralph would love uh, Richard and Sal uh, singing this this bit. You know, the carol of the balls are calling it. They're going to sing into each other's balls with a microphone. He would be right on the phone to me afterwards. Go, what the fuck is wrong with those two guys? Um, <laughs> you know, and he would also beg to be in the studio when they did it and everything else. So. I'm, I'm glad they're doing that today. I'm not, I, I don't feel it's disrespectful. I feel the opposite. This is what Ralph liked. And, uh, tell you, I, I, I got something here maybe that'll change the mood a bit. Uh, I, I thought this was fascinating. Um, the guy's called the swap shop, uh, host. <laughs> and they asked to sell a Santa suit. And then they got mad at him for ruining the magic of Christmas, and the guy got totally irritated. And it was, it's fun to listen to, you know. It's just more ball-busting. And uh, let's give it a listen. Good morning. You're on Trading Post. Good morning. I'm uh, selling my old Santa suit I used to wear for the kids. Now they're all grown up. It's 
kind of sad once they realize that Santa ain't real. It's a heartbreaker, but... Well, that's the thing. Santa is still real, so... Oh. There may be some kids listening, and uh, thank you. Good morning. You're on Trading Post. Uh, hello. Why did the man say that he was selling his suit? That means that Santa's not real. Yes, uh, Santa Claus is real, 100%. It's going to be one of those days. I can already tell. Good morning. You're on Trading Post. Uh, I work down at the mall. Uh, I work on the line for Santa's Village. And the kids heard y'all say that Santa's not real. I got to see they are going crazy down here. It is wild. Yes. Well, uh, that was somebody trying to be funny, and they were not funny at all. Yeah, it's not funny. A kid pushed me and called me a liar. And now one of the, oh, my God, they're tearing down Santa's Village over there. Uh, this is not funny at all. One of them, I think, is trying to start a fire. Okay. Are you that pathetic and sad that you're going to call into a radio show and do that? It's not funny. It's not cool. Because y'all just, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, you can tell I'm getting a little bit irritated, can't you? Good morning. You're on Trading Post. Hello. That was my husband who called in before with the Santa suit. Yes. I realize he caused a lot of trouble with the young folk out there. He wants to come on and apologize. Okay. Come over here, Fred. Yeah, hello. I, I just want to say I should have never have said Santa wasn't real. Well, that's the thing. Santa is still real, so. Yeah. Even if it's just a lie, we tell them Santa's real so they don't misbehave because they could be real pains in the butt. God damn it, Fred. I told you to say he's real. Okay. So, Santa is real. Well, let me tell you something, Ethel. If Santa is real, why did he give me a wife with saggy tits that hang down to her ankles? <sighs> well, I asked Santa okay. for a husband whose pecker can actually get hard. You are about to. I'll tell you hard. I'll bend you over right now, you old hat. Really, really make me mad. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Y'all want to get your little 15 minutes of fame? Come on down to the radio station. I'll, I'll put you on the air if you come on in. But I bet you won't because you're little cowards that won't do anything. Quit calling into this radio station. You are not the star. You are slime. Wow. Heavy. Don't invite Richard and Sal. They'll come. <laughs> I know. They're dying to go down there. For the, for the record, Santa is real. Let's just get that straight in case any kids are listening. Uh, oh, Bobo wants to get a word in about Ralph. You want to let uh, Bobo say a word? Okay, well, Bobo, go ahead. and Ralph had a thing. Yeah, how you doing there, Howard? I'm in shock. I'm really shocked. My heart goes out to you and the whole staff and his family, of course. But he was my gatekeeper over the years on more than one occasion. He was so brutal dishing out my punishment, you know. And I have history with him doing Superfan Roundtable quite often with him and he always would bring in Jagermeister and have shots of that so you know Jagermeister as well Jagermeister oh, okay yeah. Yeah, that's right. No, you. he got Geiger Master. <laughs> what do you call it? Geiger Master? Geiger, Geiger Counter. Geiger Master. <laughs> Geiger Counter. He had the, a Geiger uh, Counter, and, and he he had the band for me for for the uh, for the summer. So, man, you know. Yeah, what Bobo is saying is uh, that that uh, Ralph, many times we had to punish Bobo for misbehaving on the show, and uh, 
Ralph, uh, Ralph was in charge of Bobo, sort of, and, and, and in charge of the punishment. And uh, he was very tough on Bobo, but that we needed somebody who could be a real dick, who would, uh, you know, to stick to the punishment. He was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. fair. As Ralph would say, uh, I don't get the whole Bobo thing, but Howard likes him, so. You know, he never said that, actually. I'm just busting balls. But, uh, no, but when it came to punishing Bobo, he could be brutal. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, brutal mask. Love came off. Yeah, <laughs> loves came off. All right, Bobo, but you're enough of a man uh, to say, you. even though he was tough on you, you still uh, oh, feel yeah. bad. I always uh-huh. respected him because he spans back to the Channel 9 days. How could you not respect this man? So. That's right, Bobo. I'll leave it at that, okay? Did him, right. was Ralph the one who created the Bobo Free Summer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Great ideas like that. Mm. That was uh that was Ralph. I see Wayne Siegel's been on hold. What do you want to say, Wayne? Wow. You, you, Wayne hung with Ralph. Wayne Siegel the yeah. <laughs> from Legend Port. Yeah, go ahead. I, I gotta tell you, um it was always something about Ralph. That no matter, and my condolences to everybody, that even when he did nasty, stupid stuff, he had a grin that you could forgive him. I don't know if you remember the two stories. We were once, you were doing a show in Las Vegas, and we all went out to dinner, you know, me and the guys from the show. And I remember laying down a tip, two $100 bills that I laid out. Night's (laughs) over. I see there's only one $100 bill saying, I know I put two. Where's the other one? I'm looking on the floor. Who took the $100 bill? I'm looking around the table, and I see Ralph with like a grin. I said, did you take the money? He said, oh, I thought I put an extra $100 in. I said, because you had a spare $100 that you were going to lay on the table. He put it out, took it out of his pocket and put it in, and when you would normally be angry, can't be angry at him because he had the grin. Wayne, I, I, I got to say, I've never heard a better tribute. I'm so glad I picked <laughs> up. I mean. The better story. Do you remember when we went to Maybe quit at this one. <laughs> Maybe quit at this one, uh, Wayne. How's that? You, you, good job. <laughs> Wait, we went to Mohegan Sun and Dominic arranged for all kinds of food for us. And we went to gamble <laughs> and we were gone for like three hours. We go up to the room and all the food that was there gone and ralph came out in the towel because he took a bath ate all the food and you went crazy on him <laughs> there you go all right wayne good job uh thanks wayne uh, robin remind me not to have wayne at my funeral perfect way to end right <laughs> perfect way <laughs> no, wayne we had some good times with ralphie boy right wayne a hundred percent we had great 100%. times with ralph we did. We did. And All right, Wayne. Missed, pal. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you later. Right, take care. Right, bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Remember the time Ralph took a hundred bucks off the table. <laughs> By the way, Ralph swears to me he did not do that, but you know, there's there's various stories that did he eat all the food? You I mean, how could that be? There no. were several of you and the you know, uh much of food was bought for everyone. I brought my father, Ralph, Wayne, Dominic, a whole bunch of guys down to uh, Atlantic City 
I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to bond with my father, which was really kind of dumb because my father, first of all, never bonded with me. But I wanted to include him. In, I knew my father loved to play cards, but yeah, you know, it was it was an odd mix of people to have Ralph in the same car with my father and all that. And but nevertheless, I gave it a shot. And but the the thing is, Ralph, you know, Ralph didn't have a lot of money, so. I think he just said, you know what? I never get to stay in a nice hotel room when we were in this fabulous room. So we all went down to play cards. We were only there for a couple of hours. You come back, Ralph's in this gorgeous hot tub, you know, splashing around and go, oh, what are you doing? People would probably have just fucking in there. baths and some yeah. and, you know, just he, have he preferred the that. motors going and another. He was amazing. Let's do this bit he for Ralph. He enjoyed Let's- the room. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do this and dedicate it to him. I, I, I'm going to bring in Richard and Sal. They've they've put a lot of thought into this, and they know um, this could be very big. This could be legend. And uh, Ralph, uh, I know would have loved this. Sal and Richard are coming into the studio. Oh my God! Um, they're already Richard, naked. <laughs> Richard's already nude. Uh, Sal's not far behind. <laughs> and Richard has on a Santa Claus hat. Sal's coming in naked, oh. and and uh, he's in his Santa Claus hat. <laughs> he's got a bell or something hanging from it. That's his microphone that I'm going to sing mic. into. Oh. Yeah, that's his microphone. Uh, Sal and Richard are totally nude. Gary, let me describe the scene here, Robin, for people <laughs> at home. It's really unbelievable. Well, you guys are shaking uh, your your penises. Is that to grow a little bit yeah. in size? And yeah. ringing our balls for the occasion. Right. <laughs> it's like right. an ornament dangling from a tree. Howard, Howard, Howard doesn't Richard make you feel good about yourself? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richard, hey. used to be, Richard used to be in good shape. You really let yourself go, huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm a dad. I got a dad bod. He's got a dad bod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks more like the puppet today than ever. Is <laughs> <laughs> the puppet? Well, <laughs> the boys are uh, great entertainers. They're not, listen, they're not the quickest wits. They didn't go to Harvard or something. So they do what they do best. They get naked and do really weird penis stunts. And they wanted to do something special for the holidays. And, um, I, you know, I don't know. And I'm no one to talk, Richard, but your, your penis looks especially small today. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I yeah, what's, what's going on? I mean, it cold? used to be a lot bigger. Is it the cold or <laughs> are you, you tenting? We got undressed in the green room and it's freezing. In <laughs> it's got there. Stage, it's that stage fright. Stage fright. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mamet even is... said it. Mamet was like, you look especially small today. Yeah. I was yeah. like, thanks. It's perfect for the song, baby. It's cold outside. Well, Sal will be happy because my penis won't be dangling in his face. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, but well, we'll you might get ass Howard. And when we got changed, I almost threw up just looking at his ass. <laughs> it's it's really? offensive. It's really wrong. It's like uh, spoiled meat today. Oh. <laughs> well, spoiled. each of you, in order to gross each other out, uh, is, so when is the last time you showered, Richard? Oh, that's a good question, Howard. <laughs> you know, when I stop, when I don't remember the day, it's probably not a good sign. So, oh, right, does, last the, weekend sometime. Guys, does the room smell already? No, I mean, I mean, it's a no, little, you're okay. there's something going it on. It, I will say this: it it doesn't smell like ass or body odor, but I'm smelling like there's a hint. There's, a, there's like an aroma of a naked human. Well, right. I put deodorant on just to kind of help not out it. everybody. That's not it. 
Uh, Sal, what you about need to you? be boiled, not deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, did you uh, purposely like shit this morning and not wipe or do anything weird? Last night, this morning, a couple times wow. this morning, yeah. Jesus and do you not wipe so that you'll be stinky? No, I wipe just because I don't want to get a rash down there and be uncomfortable. But it's fun. the wiping doesn't. I don't use baby wipes or anything, so there's probably dingleberries. I'm yeah. very hairy too, as you can see. I have, I didn't even notice. I haven't trimmed my bush in a long, long time. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to be you right now, Richard. I just, I study Robin's face like it's the Torah, and she's staring at that penis and like wondering what the fuck Wait the a minute, story Howard, is, you right? wouldn't want to be Richard right now? How about right. me? <laughs> well, Robin ain't staring at you. Well, I see hey, what's going Sal's on. Sal's dick is no treat yeah. either. Look at that ugly thing. Uh, well, uh, Sal, you, uh, what about your hygiene right now? Seriously. So what I did was, I didn't take a, a duty this morning, but I didn't wash my penis for the past three days. Gary, you want to take a whiff to confirm? Oh, no. Oh, Janet. JD, you do it. No. JD, smell his penis. No, 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 thank you. Come on, it's JD, like filet of fish. Get out of here. Get hungry. <laughs> no, Richard will smell it. That's good enough. All right. We'll save right. it for Richard. All right. Sal's, well, dick. Sal's dick looks like it's in a cast. <laughs> <laughs> like it broke. I think it's yeah. mummified. He taped the microphone to it so you couldn't see how ugly his dick is. I, I always enough. forget. I always forget that weird piece at the end of Sal's dick that's like chewed up gum. It's got a close up. Like a baby bird. It looks like well, a baby bird. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, God. It's touching the mic. Yeah, you're damn right it is. That's where your face will be, asshole. <laughs> well, you're getting ready to smell some asshole, asshole. How is this going to work? In other words, we're going to kill ourselves. Yeah, let's describe because uh, you guys are, you always provide great holiday entertainment. And as I said, I think Ralph would have loved this. He, he would was. just like be perplexed. You guys are totally nude, comfortable in your naked uh, bodies. You've uh, not bathed. Uh, <laughs> Sal has cock cheese. Richard, your ass has been poorly wiped for days oh, now. Come on. Oh, come on. Look at that. Oh, 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 my God. Look at that. It's all, oh, Howard, it's all oh, pimply. Oh, Wait a minute. Hold on. Turn it. What it's, the hell are we Oh, my God. There's oh. All, there's, Howard, there's so many, like, pimples I on know, there. Like, 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 they're going to bust open. Yeah, and, and Gary needs a laser pointer. I don't. I don't need a laser pointer. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I never look at my ass, but I even told Sal, I was like, you know, my asshole's kind of a horror show because I'm an <laughs> aggressive wiper. So there might be. He has extra skin on his dick. I have extra skin but on I, my bunghole. I don't understand if it, this isn't your asshole. These are your cheeks are full of pimples, like whiteheads that are about to explode. That's eh? from the sweatiness. It's probably. like diaper you know rash, Gary. He's a pig. <laughs> You know what it is? <laughs> Sal is right. I mean, Richard doesn't bathe. And when yeah. you, like, I know if I, if I skip a shower for a whole day, like, you start to get itchy and you, you know, you, oh. like, you, you gotta, you're an animal and you gotta bathe. And, uh, you know, he doesn't. So there, there's, there's, there's crust on him. I mean, he's just a walking mess, which makes the bit even funnier. So both of you are totally nude sans your Santa hats, which I appreciate. And socks. And socks. And socks. I wonder why Sal chose the long sleeve socks, you know, like, what is that? Well, cause baby, it's cold outside. So these are thermal socks, Robin. I, All right. Let me, I, let me describe. This to the audience because you're 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 trying to visualize this. What has been rehearsed is they they rehearse with their clothes on. This is the first time they're doing it nude. Sal is going to get on his back on the floor, and then Richard is going to mount him in the sixty nine position. So Richard will be on top. Sal will be on the bottom. 
to each of them, there's a microphone on their balls. And uh, what they're going to be doing, each one will have an ass in their face and balls in their face. And then they will sing the beautiful song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. It's a controversial song. Richard, Mike, is back near his balls. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there it is. You can see it. My, okay, my okay. face will be there, Robin. <laughs> okay. His face will be here. Oh, he is here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord. Uh, they both used the bathroom before the bit. What did you do right before the bit, uh, uh, Richard? What was your What was your bathroom uh, like? Oh, you mean, well, I mean, I took a couple dumps this morning, so. Okay. All right. Couple? It's only 9 a.m. Exactly. Are you a zoo animal? I had an extra large peppermint mocha coffee, and it kind of went through me. Oh. All right. So and a banana. Was it a loose movement? No, it was a bowl spanner, like one that goes around the bowl. It was big. Right. And then you wipe what? You wipe like two or three times? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. No, I didn't go too crazy with wiping today. Thanks. And I'm sure, and I'm sure, uh, you don't wash your hands. I don't think you bother. Oh, I do. That I do. Yeah, that I do. But what difference does it make? Because the rest of him is disgusting. <laughs> so what were you doing in the bathroom before the bed? Uh, no, I was just making sure that my penis, the, the, the cheese is in there and the schmeck you could see a little bit. Gary, take a look. Oh, yeah. Howard, there's like a fold with like fungus growing out of it. So Richard should really enjoy it. It's like a science project. It's got a smell down there. I mean, between all the non-showering and... So what? So a picture of what's going to happen. And the guys are going to sing a controversial song. Baby, it's cold outside. Some people feel... The song shouldn't be uh, sung at Christmas uh, because it's a man and a woman and the guy's going, hey, baby. He's trying to convince her to stay in his apartment and right. this and that. But for these two maniacs, I think it's a fine <laughs> We're song. We're going to finally sing. put the nail in the coffin of this <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, right. yeah. So, and boys, you all even have a track. I have the track here. You'll tell me when you're ready. So who's going to lay down first? Let's do this step Sal by step. Lay down I'll first. lay down right, first. Sal, fully nude. Putting disturbing. his near me. All right. Okay. And Sal is now on his back, naked. <laughs> He's uh, grunting like an old man. Ugh. Right. Now, Richard, you're going to get on top of his face with your penis and balls uh, yes. in the 69 position. I, I imagine, Richard, it's a little bit uncomfortable because you can't slip, and uh, otherwise your penis would actually <laughs> oh. fall into Sal's mouth. Right? And my head would fall into his crotch, which right. I don't want right. to happen. Oh. So I'm <laughs> leaning down now. Oh, no. No. Oh, God. No, this is horrible. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, this is terrible. Oh, fuck. And now my head is down by his wiener. Oh, God. Oh, what's going Sal, on, Sal? what's happening? What's wrong? He just touched my dick with his mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, the Santa hat's tickling your oh, dick. Oh, that's what it is. Like, what's touching my cock? The Santa, the ball oh, from the God, Santa hat. Howard, I can't look up. His whole—it's that's the Santa hat uh, touching your cock and your balls. Uh, uh, Sal, how does it smell? It. How, how I don't does it know if I can do this. I can even—I can even smell my asshole. Start the music. Start the music. Uh, all right, I'll start like, the music. I feel like I'm on some like gay porn oh, set going on. Terrible. Does it really stink? Oh God! Now we're okay. starting music. Uh, it doesn't the, stink. The, uh, the visual is fabulous. You'll see this on the Howard Stern app. <laughs> The boys oh, are in. Uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going to start the music, boys. I don't know if we can do this. I really can't stay. Maybe it's cold outside. <laughs> I've got to. Oh, God, I smell his cock. 
come outside. So very nice. So twice. My mother will start to worry. My father. Richard vomited, and uh, Sal, uh, uh, there was an accident. His dick went in my mouth. I saw it. Can I spit? I saw it. I can't spit. Yes, yeah, here, can use spit, that yeah. one, Richard. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, when Sal oh. was trying to get up, oh. his dick oh, slid into Richard. Richard's mouth? No, he did it on purpose. No, he started he gyrating his hips. Your and balls his... went in my face. Yeah, I had but... to get out of there. <laughs> Sal is shaking. <laughs> Me too. Sal. That was horrible, Howard. This is the worst Christmas special ever. <laughs> Howard, I, you guys, we need to what take it from the thinking? top. I think we should do it again. What were we thinking? Yeah, if you really want over. us to, but... Howard, yeah, I, can, I, mean, I, can, I can vouch. Let me tell you something. So I, all I have to do, my only job is to hold the music. So Sal's on the bottom. Richard is his asshole is wide open <laughs> with his balls dangling. It looks like a dog, and there's a fucking aroma that is so oh, disgusting. Howard, I'm going to get sick. Just thinking, I'm going to get sick. I'm not kidding. Uh, Sal. I, mean, I never saw Richard actually throw up before. Oh, <laughs> but, but, God. Why it's, did you throw up, uh, Richard? Oh, uh, be, because his penis was in your mouth? It's in my mouth, and it <laughs> smells like somebody put, put sardines in their armpit and then ran a marathon. And Sal, you were thrown up because I noticed when Richard so was singing, he, he kind of, his knees slipped and his asshole spread wide open his right over your was nose. In my face, his balls were in my face. It smelled so horrible, Howard. I am wow. like really on the verge well, of fucking. And then he threw up and it hit my wrist oh yeah oh i'm sorry oh uh, oh, oh. <laughs> i wish ralph didn't die we wouldn't have to do this ralph come back <laughs> oh look who it is it's the dice man hey dice <laughs> this is fucking unbelievable here i want to fucking vomit myself just listening in i mean these fucking guys i seen bigger dicks on thai lady boys come on <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm listening earlier, right? I thought you guys crying was going to be the gayest part of the show, but I stand corrected. <laughs> well, what am I even looking at here? It looks like a shaved pig and his Italian pimp. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> inbred elves. I'll tell you what, do me a favor. Hey, 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 hey there, hey there guys. Put your dicks inside of one another, just so I don't have to see them no more. <laughs> I mean, yes, Dice, <laughs> Dice, you're such a man. I know you're all man. Oh. This is very difficult for you to view. I know. Oh, that. you're I, kidding me. And it's yeah. like, you know, the gays, the gays are clean. These are two filthy fucking animals. It ain't gay at all. Fucking Richard's ass. You know, looks like a 13-year-old's face. He needs a douche with fucking <laughs> acutane, that animal. He's My got ass God. acne. You're right, Dice. I See, ass acne. Look at that. There now he's, he's dice. bending over. I mean, oh, unbelievable. God, I can oh, smell that was... ass and sells cock cheese on the other side of the door here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were here today. I didn't know you were watching. I, I, I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, you know what? Do me a favor. I need some cunt to cleanse my palate. Hey, Robin, you know, do a dice a favor and drop your... Oh. <laughs> uh, Robin, you heard dice. You do what he says. Uh, uh, some titties. Some titties will do. His Christmas wishes are not going to come true. Uh, come on, uh, get them 
lips out. It's Christmas. <laughs> well, Dice, Dice Man, great seeing you. I'm sorry you're all upset. I, I, I wish I had a woman here that you could look at. I, you know, Robin is uh, very demure. She's not going to do that kind of thing. Oh, right. come on. Just be a Christmas miracle for the Dice Man. <laughs> well, Dice, thank you. All right. Well, Dice, very upset. I need and, to sit probably down. A, Sorry, Dice. A lot, you sit a down? Lot of I need to sit down, yeah. <laughs> I'm queasy. Yeah, Howard. sure, but you got to put this towel yeah. on. If you no, guys, we'll just sit on the floor. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> is there, I, I want to just make sure. This is this bad. the way? You, oh, come is on. This, uh, come on, is you this, asshole. What did he just do? He put his dick in my face again. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> come on, we're having a little fun here. I, I love that Lock there's rules for you, too. I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It's just so funny on video because Sal just swatted Richard's dick. It's, uh, but but let me ask but, but you this. But the dick is so small, he didn't swat anything. Here's the thing. Here's Sal, the thing. Sal looks like a hostage right now, kneeling down like that. I'd rather be a hostage. Is there some way you guys can do this thing and get through the song in a, in a, in a serious so, way? No, you don't. For you, I'll try. I will do it, Howard. Let's do it. Sal, can you do it? Or, the or other way. To... Oh, Derek wants us to do it the other way. I don't want to yeah. lay down. This was Sal's idea. He gets to go be on bottom. Guys, do it for Ralph. Do it for Ralph. For Ralph. Love we it. love right. Ralph. Here we go. Here are the guys. Yeah, second attempt. For Ralph. The whole song. Okay. And now that you know, you know, now you know what's doing. Try to do it in a way. If you, you know, if you can't, you can't. But <sighs> give it a shot at least. Respectful. Yeah, I don't a respectful way. Try it is Christmas. Vomiting. You said you rehearsed <laughs> this. Let's this is, hear the words. Yeah, they rehearsed it with their clothes on. So. Uh, Robin, and that <laughs> smelled too, Robin. With his clothes on, he smelled. Does anybody really give a shit if we it's sing like, this it good? It's like putting Lysol on a piece of shit. It was His pants on his ass. It's useless. I don't care if you sing it good. I just want to see this go down again. Oh, pad up my ass. You know what I just noticed? It's the fucking best. Sal has a cross oh, necklace yeah. on. Like, Jesus <laughs> Jesus would be so proud of this, Sal. Oh, shut up. All right, now Richard is getting... Oh, that smelly oh, ass is God. right in Sal's face. Oh, God. I Start the music. All right. Oh, wow. There we go. There we in go. position. All right. You see the lyrics? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. It's cold outside. You see me? There's blues. Oh, God. Don't push my balls. Love, your hair looks nice. My mother will start to worry. What's the hurry? Can't touch my mouth. What, 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 oh what, my goodness, Richard! What, hey, what are you doing? Why did you do I that? Was, I was a professional. Oh. I got. I uh, could have got through the song. Richard was shaking his ass a little bit. He was. Yeah, he was wiggling around <laughs> to get the smell. Uh, <laughs> his ass wafting. hair touched my lip. I have one more suggestion. One more suggestion. Would this no. work better if you guys were both on each other's sides, like you were side? Like nah, if he laid down on your side. It's the 69 that makes it thing. good. So saying, no, no, Gary, I'm saying 69. You're removing the funny. You're no, removing I'm saying the 69 funny. on their sides instead of one no, over the other. No, no. Who's 69's on their side? <laughs> Stop it. Like you know what it is? I saw what was going on. Richard was jiggling his ass, and that lets out odor, and I think Sal just lost it. And his... And his Pubes are moving around, so then the hair brushed Sal's lips. Unfortunately, Sal, did, you, Sal, did any uh, cock end up in your mouth again? No, just the 
just the uh, the pubic hair. Oh, everything <laughs> was there. How it ass and balls and cock. It was. Oh, I'm a little embarrassed. My pubic hairs are longer than my I dick mean, today. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do this with a clean, sexy gentleman, not with Richard. <laughs> Oh, it's CEO of Sirius XM uh, Stitcher, uh, 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 Jennifer Witz. <laughs> Finish the song, you slow fucks. Come on. I didn't pay for dick cheese proof mics to heal you fucking baby's wine. <laughs> yes, yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer, Sirius XM uh, represents the, all the, the wide spectrum of entertainment, uh, the 90s, the 80s, the 70s. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what era this is from. That's yeah, right. Listen to me, Robin. The company's riding on this. I don't pay you fucks to build spreadsheets. Let's go. Get on top of each other. Come on. I got to be honest with Jennifer, Sal looks defeated. He, 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 I know he's slow, but uh, he ain't that slow. You know what I mean? Shit, how defeated that moron is. Jingle those balls, assholes. <laughs> Sal, you heard the CEO. All right, all right. All right thank you, Jennifer. Uh, are they fired I mean, if they Sal don't finish it? Sal is red. Absolutely. No bonus this year, you slow fucks. Get on top of each other pronto. Come on. Come on. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm I think if we do it. Let's go. <laughs> we'll, I'll try a reversal. I'll try a reversal. Richard, you get on the bottom. Why do I have to get on the bottom? Because I did it twice. All right, I guess for All you, right. Howard. You know, uh, Richard, if you're going to put your penis in Sal's mouth, wait till the end of the song. We're trying to get through it. <laughs> okay. I didn't know you actually cared about the song. I thought you wanted to see us blow each other. Let me wear my right, lyric sheets. Let me hold it for you. I don't know. It, it looks really gross on the floor. It looks like somebody threw up right on the floor. You know, maybe. Uh, maybe we'll just, yeah. One last attempt for Brown. All right, what's happening now? Richard is getting on his back. Oh, you're switching positions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, All my right. God. Now you know what I saw. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, knees on Knees on sandbags. I will. Will you calm down? I'm oh, a professional. Sal's asshole is totally shaved. It's so gross. Oh, and his yeah. penis is dangling. Oh, get off me. No, no, no. Sal. Now, Sal is on top, and he's torturing Richard with his asshole. Right in my face. No shit. Yeah. How do you think I felt? That's what I fucking was doing. Oh, my God. This is vile. Oh, you're All right, here's the music. Oh, right. no. Wait a minute. I didn't realize I have to pass his Yeah, penis. you got to get. put your face oh, right down in my I asshole. Go, oh, my chin's going to touch his dick. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, here we go. Oh, stop the music, please. Okay. Start right. it, Howard, please. Oh, here we go. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This <laughs> <laughs> Does it smell, Richard? <laughs> oh hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, let him up. He's, he's, throw up. he's throwing up. He's throwing up. Okay. He's turning, Howard, he's turning a shade of red. I've never yeah, used it. Right, all right, enough. I did, I'm forget okay, Jennifer I'm Woods. okay, Howard. I'll finish it for you. Come on, do this. All right, you were turning red. I can't. Yeah, I know, I'm fine. Than the hat. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go without vomiting this all right, time. All right, all right. At least all right. I'll give Sal credit. His asshole doesn't look too bad. It, it actually looks kind of clean compared it's to yours. Clean and hairless. And your no, knees on the sandbag. Okay, just give me a second here. Oh, J.D. Like, barking out commands. Uh, he's he upset with Sal. He was yelling at us. He still didn't do it. J.D.'s so like Ike Turner over here. <laughs> trying to help you guys out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Look at Sal sitting on Richard's face. Uh, oh, no. put your, get your hand out of there. No. Get your hand out of there. Don't put your <laughs> dick on my face. I won't, please. but you move your hand now. 
Yes, We're going to do this, do this right. <laughs> All right, okay. come on. Here this we is go. it, boys. All right, here you go. Look, they're 69ing nude and singing in the, to each other the balls. Go. Oh, my God. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been Hoping that you so drop in nice. I'll hold your hands there just like I My mother will start to worry <laughs> My father will be pacing the floor Oh, I just got a whiff I Oh, go. keep going and then Everybody you scurry <laughs> Oh, but maybe have a drink more. Now that's my part. Oh, sorry. I'll put some records on while I pour. The neighbors might be. Baby, it's bad out there. All right, so this is so weird. No cabs. No. This hell is cocking up. <laughs> okay, now it's gay. Now it's gay. At least it's, I'm going to I tried. Extremely gay. Say, baby, it's cold outside. We did it. We did it. Way to go, honey. Oh, get off me. Get off. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I put my balls on his forehead. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just squatted right on my face. <laughs> Uh, JD, uh, JD, did they do it right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas! Right, right enough, Jesus Christ! Merry Christmas right. and God bless Ralph Sorella. We took love you. Several tries, but we all did. right. Well, I know Ralph would have liked that. that uh, by the way, that'll be up on the Sirius XM app. Unbelievably, uh, <laughs> is a home for that. And uh, you boys, wow, <laughs> what you really do your went faces all out. Smell like now because each of them. Richard's touched. tearing up. <laughs> I'm actually going to take a shower now. That's how bad this, this is. This is crazy. <laughs> What's so bad? Was it the balls on your forehead or the? It's the, no, it's that meat that hangs off the end of his pecker. <laughs> it's it was right in my nose and then in my mouth, and it's oh, it's oh, it's wow. like rotten bologna. Yuck! It's like mistletoe, honey. Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> mistletoe. There you gross. go. <laughs> mistletoe. Well, well, boys, uh, let me tell you, this was some show today. Uh, it was fabulous way, and uh, as I said, uh, we spent most of the day speaking about Ralph and our our buddy, mm -hmm. and uh, I think he really, truly would have loved the sacrifice you two made today. Uh, so we hail you. Uh, what a song! What a what a Christmas! It's just the beginning of some of the Christmas things we'll be doing. In fact, in fact. I should do. Yeah. All right, you guys can get out of here. You're okay. so fucking naked. It's disturbing. <laughs> We're distracting you. I do want to tease a couple of things that are coming up next here. week, Robin, which you will be okay. excited about. First of all, I want to tell you that next Monday, I am going to reveal the Howard 100. The Howard 100. people who made the Stern Show great this year. That will be revealed. And next Wednesday, next Wednesday, I'm excited about this show. Uh, Howard Stern presents Remembering Legends. Remembering Legends, yes. A holiday What's gift. that all about? You're going to love this. A holiday gift for all our fans. We celebrate iconic musicians who we've recently lost. And we are going to do, we're going to have tributes by some amazing people. Marin Morris will do a tribute. Charlie Puth will do a tribute. Adam Levine will do a tribute. And Dave Matthews will do a tribute. Wow. Where we honor uh, some of the great musicians we lost. 
because we love musicians on this show. And, uh, yeah, we'll be doing that. So you got a double header next week, the Howard 100 and uh, Remembering Legends. There was a bunch of uh, fans who, of course, wrote in. I should just quickly mention we love when we hear from you. Most people love the discussion on buffets and uh, the all-you-can-eat places. We were discussing yesterday the news that Red Lobster is uh, suffering major financial losses from its endless shrimp deal. Robin, I can tell from the look on your face, maybe I better end the show. That was traumatic for you seeing Richard and Sal. It was pretty bad, yeah. It was pretty bad. Just imagining what they're smelling, dirty ass (laughs) in people's faces, it was was wild. I I take no more pleasure than watching you during these bits that uh, it's head shaking. (laughs) When when Sal... You know, raised, you know, raised up to his hands. You know, he was in this doggy position. And then all of a sudden he raised his whole balls and ass just landed on Richard's face. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my God, that must be really horrible. I wonder if the audience is traumatized. Steve, you're on the air in Connecticut. Oh, oh my God. I almost just crashed driving to work. I was listening and I almost went off the road. And then, and I was first, I was almost in tears listening about Ralph. Um, and by all means, to everyone, my condolences on Ralph's uh, passing. But, um, uh, oh my God, I almost just crashed. I've been listening to you guys, uh, since your days in Connecticut. I, I grew up listening to you on CCC and, right. uh, you're my uh yeah my my idol and my uh, right. you know, I, I, uh, I love you guys and uh god bless for sure all right thank you steve well okay the laughs were coming that's what sal and richard intended but uh there you go anyway and, so and get- that ant eater of sal's is going into richard's nose i mean it's yeah. just like how how much am i supposed to take <laughs> <laughs> oh there's way more you could take i'm telling you <laughs> Uh, one listener said about all you can eat buffets and Red Lobster. Can you please send Gary over to Red Lobster and see how many shrimp he can eat? I'm taking the over, which is a hundred shrimp. Wow. His appetite. He, I don't think, could he eat a hundred shrimp? Maybe he could. His I appetite, don't think so. I don't know. His, his appetite could single-handedly put the company out of business. Good riddance. Uh, Howard, I worked in the lumber industry when I was younger. One time our boss took us to a buffet for lunch as a thank you. Two of my coworkers ate 12 plates. What? When we went back to work after lunch, they were running chainsaws and vomiting out of trees all afternoon. Buffets <laughs> need to be stopped. They're dangerous. Uh, yeah, this was weird. Somebody sent me a TikTok of a woman whose whole thing is she goes to buffets and sees how long she can sit there until they throw her out. And it was kind of humorous. But I also felt bad for the buffet. You know, some guy trying to make a living and they have to, like, go over and say, listen, you've had your breakfast and your lunch. We're setting up for dinner. You'd have to pay a new fee. And she argues with him and just sits there. It was kind of sort of oddly fascinating. There's TikToks for everything. Uh, a lot of people wrote us about forgotten Christmas remakes. We were pointing out that uh, there are Christmas tunes that, quite frankly, we were puzzled by. Uh, you know, like, uh, they just put some, they take the regular song and they just put jingles behind it or, or, or little Christmas carols behind it. Uh, Howard, I've spent way more time today than I should trying to unravel the logic of Tommy Two Tone's Santa Jenny. At no point. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, Howard, I thought Twisted Sisters' cover of Come All Ye Faithful was just going to be a cheap take on We're Not Going to Take It, but it turns out Dee Snyder was inspired by that Christmas carol. Yeah, I got to say. That was the best one. That was the best one. Dee sounded good on that. That was a worthwhile remake, but... uh this one says Robin was exactly right about modern Christmas music. It's a complete waste of time. Every year, artists put out Christmas albums, including some new song they think is going to be the next big Christmas song. It's a cash grab, and it just doesn't work. Well, there you go, Robin. Uh, you, again, making a lot of sense. Uh, one Christmas remix. Uh, oh, Howard, one Christmas remix you missed today was Macarena Christmas. I wasn't aware oh. of that one. Thank you for that. Macarena Christmas says here, uh, Los Del Rio released it back in the 90s after Macarena became a huge international hit. It's just as bad as the Vanilla Ice Mix. They plop a bunch of Christmas songs over the Macarena beat. Let's take a listen to Macarena Christmas. been a nice song to see uh, Richard's balls going into South Face. Well, they just gave up and left the room, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> I threw them out. <laughs> wow, that's a mess, huh? Ugh. Mm. They couldn't come up with anything after the Macarena, huh? No, I guess, you know, when you, ha- when you taste that success, you want to keep it going and you probably put out a lot of songs, and they don't—they're not as big as the Macarena. And that's when you go, you know what? What about Christmas? I'm just going to shove a couple of like bells and I don't know, ho ho ho. Should we in do there. the Macarena? How about yeah. that? A lot of people were touched and wrote me about Steve Nowicki playing with Dinosaur Junior. Yeah. Steve Nowicki, one of the guys you know from our show, talented guy. Uh, Nowicki ripped it. Has he considered becoming a full-time musician when you retire, Howard? Who knows? Maybe. So cool to hear Nowicki in his element. He should get on stage more often. Yeah, he got to play with Dinosaur Jr. And he was, you know, he was beside himself. He brought out his Eddie Van Halen guitar and was wailing away up there. And the, the boys got talent. Can I say? We have some talented people here. I mean, you just saw Richard and South singing. And now you got Nowicki with the guitar. I mean, it's amazing. What, what are you saying? You don't see the talent on this show? <laughs> yep. Uh, also, people said, uh, the listeners love to rag on me for not knowing what's going on in the sports world with the uh, NBA's new in-tournament. I didn't know anything about the NBA's new in-tournament. You never knew anything about it, but we we, we confess we I don't know anything. I can't figure out what, what the purpose is. Well, this guy says, when it comes to sports, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, tell me about it. I don't. Your staff just repeats headlines from the New York Post sports section while pretending to be experts. Stop going to them for your sports news. It's aggravating. So there you go. Okay. Someone said, can you set up a segment with Mad Dog to talk sports if you truly want to be informed? He's the last true go-to sports resource left on both radio and TV. Although fake Stephen A. is hilarious. People <laughs> love, uh, oh, that guy's a fake? I didn't know that. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, who's been knocking out our door. You thought that was really Stephen A.? It sure sounded like him. How would I know? Uh, yeah. Uh, listening to Howard talk about sports is like listening to South talk about geography. 
Yeah, well, I, hey, I can't argue with that. I try to give you a little of everything. You know, I, I, I do. I am oddly interested in sports. I'm interested in the New York teams, and I'm interested in who's doing well in football. But uh, I, I admit, I don't. I'm, I'm not an expert by any means, and I don't follow it. I don't have the time for it. Uh, well, also, what's the purpose of having a tournament and then a championship. I, again, you're asking the wrong guy. If fake Stephen <laughs> A. was here, I'd ask him. Um. Oh, a bunch of people wrote us about Piggy Gary Part 2. If you remember, oh, that was yesterday. Yeah. I played Part 2 of our gross Piggy Gary call. A lot of people said it's helping them get a head start on their 2024 weight loss goals. It was so gross. <laughs> I was listening to the app on my lunch break and Feeders and Eaters came on. Listening to them describing eating shit. I feel so sick I could not eat my lunch. Who needs Ozempic when you have the Stern Show? Uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, by the way, a lot of people were really excited about Carol of the Balls. And, uh, of course, you just heard it. And I think it lived up to what it was supposed to be. The two boys getting naked and singing Christmas, uh, baby, it's cold outside. It was, uh, and, and if you really want to see it, it will be on the app, hopefully today, if not tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Jason, you have, uh, go ahead. I'll, I'll let a couple of people have a final word and then we'll get out of here. Go ahead, Jason in Michigan. Hey, Howard. Thanks for taking my call. First time, long time listener since like the 80s or something. I'm so sad about Ralph. He is one of the three people that actually have class on that show. Him, um, Robin, and Fred. You got to put Fred on more. Um, the, the baby is cold outside was disgusting, but friggin' awesome. Right. Love you guys. Um, your best interview with, uh, what's her fit? Uh, Barbara Streisand. So great. I bought three copies of the book. Love you, man. Talk to you later. Bye. Love you, too. Uh, uh, Fred, you want to say anything about Ralphie Boy? I don't know if you were close with him or not. Or I, I was not as, nearly as close as you, for example. I mean, I really felt for you yesterday when Gary called me. I, I He was actually, like, sobbing on the phone telling me the news. I mean, I knew it was yeah. really, really... Because he first started, I have really something to tell you, and he was sobbing. And I'm going, oh, fuck, you know, like, what the hell happened? And then when he said Ralph had passed, I was like in total, total disbelief and in total shock. And I also thought of you and I thought of Robin and how what what good friends, you know, you were with him. And uh, you said something earlier, which I thought of, and I think it bears repeating, how loyal he was to you. There have been so many scumbags who have come on the show, I hate to say it, that worked here, that went on to... uh quote unquote greener pastures and wrote wrote many books and stories and things like that about what they said it was like to work here and to ralph's credit he never said anything about you and he could have he could have cleaned up i mean you know it, he just it was amazing to me and he was loyal to you he was a friend to you uh he was eccentric everybody loved him and uh i don't think you should do the sal uh uh, thing where he he contacts Ralph because I know Why? somehow Sal's going to say that Ralph Ralph is saying that Sal should be your new best friend. <laughs> okay, so that's well, my big fear. Yeah. Very good, Fred. Thank you for and those I words. I have one other question. Will Jimmy? Yes. We'll talk about this tonight, and will he cry? Jimmy wrote me yesterday. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm hearing from all kind of people about Ralphie boy. Uh, I see here Bubba wrote me, Mark Cronin, our buddy Mark Cronin, mm. 
I'm so sorry, Howard. I love Ralph. He had such a quick sense of humor. In some ways, he was brilliant. Let's see what he said here. He just texted me this. He was always sweet to me. Other than the occasional accurate put-down, I always enjoyed his company. It must be a terrible loss for you and Beth. My heart goes out to you both. Yes, it is. Beth was hysterically crying yesterday all day. And, and as I said, I, my wife's an angel. She is uh, helping uh, uh, Ralph's uh, family, sister and mother right now. That's why she can't be here. I see Dr. David Egg has checked in. Uh, he was helping me with Ralph's condition. Mm-hmm. He was, he's always there for me. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Agus. Uh, and I'll remind you again, he's got a book out. Just came out yesterday. It's fabulous about uh, what you can learn from animals about your health. <laughs> uh, oh, my buddy Pat wrote, bro, what the fuck? What happened? I got to call. I got to call. I, you know, Pat, Pat yeah, doesn't use his Ralph. phone. Yeah. I was going to call. I tried to call uh, uh, Pat, but I said, I said to Beth, I can't get in touch with Pat. He's like a, he, he's anti-phone. He's anti-texting. He is. Pa- oh yeah, Pat will not get an iPhone. He's still. I think he's still got a flip phone. I swear to God. <laughs> he, 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 so I said. I, I said to Beth, I, I can't call Pat. I'll have to just uh, talk to him tomorrow when I see him. Pat's ex- extremely masculine. You know, he was like a professional Even hockey player. A phone would be too feminine for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he thinks <laughs> phones are for women. For women to talk. <laughs> Just oh, very, uh, I told you, Tony Coburn, she's so upset. She's been crying. She's so close to Ralph. Yeah. My kids here. My son-in-law's wrote me. Everybody's writing me. Who else is on here? Let me see. Oh, real quick. Who is this? Oh, whoa. Your bubble. Oh, we didn't call John Stamos. No. John... I was talking to John yesterday. John's got laryngitis so bad. Oh. I don't know if we should bother him. Yeah, he, right. he was like, oh, oh, oh. he was all upset. Oh, dear. Richie Wilson wrote me. I haven't heard from him in years. He's upset about it. Melissa Zapin wrote me. Yeah, I talked to Melissa yesterday. Yeah, she's upset. Krista Lawrence wrote me. Everyone's upset about Ralphie. Oh. Yeah. Chris, I mean, you know, Ralph would appreciate that it's, you know, gotten this much of a response. Yeah. He would no, appreciate that. He would. He likes it. Yeah. Jess, you're on the air in Pennsylvania. No, Jess? Okay. Hey. Oh. Hey. What's up? Can you hear me? Yes. Um... Long-time listener, Hey Now. Hey Now. Um, That's all Ralph, Hey Now. Ralph was yeah. with the Hey Now, yeah. Um, I, it sucks that this is the first time I'm on the air um, for this occasion, but um, Ralph was hot. Nobody has brought that up. I had a crush on Ralph since I was a teenager. I'm 51 now, but um, I just was Facebook stalking and Instagram stalking him a couple weeks ago. He is like... I always looked at him like a Michael Hutchins, Jim Morrison-y style kind of guy. And he was just amazing. And, you know, you look at the before and after of you and like, you know, what you look like before Ralph and after Ralph. He's just an amazing stylist. He's just going to be so missed. He was such an awesome part of the show. I've been absolutely curious all morning. Well said, Jess. All right. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. 
Here's a, we'll leave the last word to Marianne from Brooklyn. Oh. How did I finally compose myself? But uh, here I go again. I am so sorry, Howard, to you, to the staff, and, and to Ralph's family. He treated me like a mother. He was so kind to me. We have so many memories, and you, you got to let me tell you my most incredible memory. We were, at, we were walking from um, K-Rock to the Hard Rock, Howard, and you were on the stage with Martha Stewart, and he took my hand, and he goes, you belong up there, and I go, no, 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 and he goes, yes, you belong up there, and he knew how much I loved you, and he pushed me up, and I bowed for you, and he, he, he got he got Howard, he got me how much I loved you, you know, and he and I we talked marinara sauce, pinoli nuts, he made me a bracelet, he, he leaned on my shoulder at AGT, we sat together eating licorice, and he, he would say I have to go up and primp Howard, and he loved the way I smelled, and I loved everything about him, he, he was so good to me, Howard, he was so good to me, it's a, it's a punch in the gut, Howard, it's a terrible feeling, oh, sadness, I just, Feel very, very heartbroken for everybody. I wasn't expecting to hear this news. I hope you're okay. You know, mm -hmm. I don't Thanks, know what Marianne. else to say, Howard. I well really said. So well said. Memories. Well so said. Many, Howard, and I love you. Thank you, Howard. Love Thank you too. You. All Let right. There's Marianne from Brooklyn. She's a doll. She's Listen, broken up too. Last word on Ralph, uh, at least for today, but. Uh, it it is hard for me, and a lot, and I know it's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for, but what I've really lost is a dear, dear friend, a guy I really could laugh with and let my hair down because I trusted him. And uh, you know what else? I lost a great sense of my own history because Ralph was mm. with me. Uh, who he was always there, and he'd say to me, "Do you remember when we did this or we did that?" And he. You know, he, he remembers what went on at America's Got Talent. He remembers what went on at yeah, the Letterman yeah. show. I have lost uh, the keeper of my gate. Uh, he really was that important to me. And uh, it's painful. But, uh, you know, I'm going to I get very, very sad. And I also get very angry because I told you Ralph could have taken better care of himself. So, you know, I'm pissed off at him. But I love the guy. And I lost a great friend. And uh, he was one of the highlights of my life. And when you look back on life, there ain't, uh, in my world, there weren't a lot of people I could truly say uh, cared about me, but Ralph was one of them. And uh, John Stamos, uh, I didn't call him because I know he has laryngitis, but he posted a nice little tribute to Ralph on Instagram. And he said, at the painfully young age of 58, my dear friend Ralph Sorella was suddenly taken from us, leaving us all in a state of profound shock. He was, without a doubt, a one-of-a-kind soul. So well said. And um, uh, for me, I'm going to hug all my friends, uh, except Fred. I don't want to hug Fred. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's a little cr tricky with him. But uh, Robin and uh -huh. I will hug you. And you, you know how that goes. <laughs> Wait, are you, you going to hug Fred? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, I'll Fred, try. I'll try. You, you're going to try and hug Fred? Yeah. Fred, I, I, <laughs> if I, I hug you. I love hugging Robin. <laughs> you don't. I, I love it. That's the only time I consider her a woman when we hug. And, I, and Fred is, <laughs> and Fred is, uh, Fred is another guy, as he said about Ralph. Fred, Fred is another guy, aside from Robin. Everyone knows how I feel about Robin, but Fred is another guy I trust uh, implicitly. He's always had my back. So, and I, I might uh, even hug the, uh, the widow Wilding today. I'm so, really? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so moved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Howard, right. um, Ralph, uh, actually, I let him visit me in the hospital. That's how much I cared wow. about Ralph. Mm. 
You know, I not just remember, everybody got it. No, I remember you threw Benji out who came to visit you and said, I, I, I'm, I'm sick enough. I don't need to see Benji. Benji was banned wait, from your room. Wait, why can't I get in there? Why? Ben, Benji wanted to get in there. Poor Benji. Poor Benji. All right. Uh, everybody, uh, there you go. Uh, let's dedicate the show to our friend Ralph. Yes. Okay. And uh, we'll see you next Bye, time. Bye, Ralph. And, Bye, Ralph.